Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everybody. Welcome to CORE. This is CORE, C-O-R-E. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz. No John tonight. He's sick. I was just telling the chat room. I'll tell him again. He's ill. He's illin' like a villain. We don't know why he got, but uh, sometimes the con crud comes through the internet and not. you don't have to go to BlizzCon to get it. Although, you know, the funny thing is, Bo, I've never gotten in all nine times at BlizzCon, all nerdtaculars, uh, all Comic Cons I've ever gone to, any event like that, I've never gotten sick, not once. Is that weird? And you shake a lot of hands. I shake a lot of hands. I mean, there's a lot of skin contact when Scott goes to a con. Yep. I hug a lot of people, um, shake a lot you, of hands, sniff a lot of hair. You, you have a lot of stuff that happens to you the year round. <laughs> yeah. I listen to TMS. Like, you are, you know, your immune system is like, got to be like old metal plated. Yeah lead lined like you're just you're in a suit of armor when you go to a con by the time you make it, make it to a convention i think that's what happens is the whole rest of the year i just am exposed somehow and then uh and it's not like i get sick all the time but when i do it's a doozy but you would think being exposed at like a con where like there'll be news that oh careful the swine flu is swirling around the thing don't shake any hands i'll still shake a ton of hands i'll wash my hands but the trick is Wash your hands a lot and don't touch your face. That's my advice to the world. Don't touch your Ooh. face. That's it. I'm touching my face right now. I better stop. Well, as long as you washed your hands before. But like our keyboards are gross. I'm looking at it now. This is gross. Probably got hair and skin in there. Freaking. You, you know, whoever invents a keyboard that can keep dust and, and beard shave hair out. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We'll be a rich man or woman, whoever invents that. Well, I swear. wouldn't it just need like a? Let's see. Let me think here. You got a va- You'd have a vacuum sealed enclosure for your keyboard, and it would just constantly be going. No, no, no. Here's what you do. At the end of the day, you just hit a key, and it goes and sucks the day's like dust and crap out of it, and then. I don't know where it goes, but yeah, let's do it. Let's make a million dollars. It needs like an, an air compression system where it shoots it out the side of the keyboard into like a bag or something. Oh. You press the tilde key, which is pretty much a useless key, and then, and then it just blows it all out for you. Bo, you should have gone into the HVAC business with your family, and then we'd we'd have a we'd have a clear line on all this stuff. Why didn't we do that? It's too bad. We- <laughs> Not too late. Okay. <laughs> I can pick up an HVAC book tonight. All right. Not happening. Excellent. Uh, welcome to our video game show, everybody. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. Uh, we'll do a little bit of follow-up on BlizzCon, a little bit of talk about a few other things going on, and then talk about some of the games that are currently uh, driving our attention. And uh, I have a thing to say that will probably surprise a few people today, so I'm looking forward to talking about that right after this. <laughs> Well, BlizzCon 2019 happened, and yeah, they announced Overwatch 2. Sure, they announced Shadowlands expansion for World of Warcraft, and I guess there's some excitement around a Hearthstone mode that's basically auto-chess for Hearthstone, which is pretty good, by the way. I played the beta. It's, it's actually it's actually really good. I think that might be the only thing I care about Hearthstone at this point uh, is that mode. But anyway, uh, we got all of that. We got, of course, your your typical stage and Q and A and 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 panel stuff. And we also got a small, somewhat f- at least sense uh, felt heartfelt uh, jab uh, apology at the top about all this China stuff. Um, one could argue there wasn't much said there that you know beyond what had already been said. But uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but let's follow up on these games. Now I got Diablo Four out of the way. Or I didn't say Diablo 4 yet, because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> this is really the only thing that mattered at the con. Now, I know that's not true. I'm excited about all of it, okay? All of it's great. But Diablo 4, as presented in both gameplay form and opening cinematic, where freaking epic in every way, takes the series back to its dark roots and had me giddy for days and re-watching it for days and making people around me watch it again and I just can't stop thinking about Diablo 4 and what it could mean. And, Bo, I know it had that impact on you because you turned right Same. around and started playing nothing but Diablo, and that's all you've been playing. I've been playing Diablo 3 because I'm so excited for Diablo 4. I'm like, man, this game is great, except it's not Diablo 4. No, it's not. Um, but, uh, yeah, that cinematic was, was just incredible. Yeah. I think Blizzard Cinematic should be eligible for Oscars, and that should be at least nominated for a short film Oscar. I mean, how short are short films? Like 10 minutes, right? Yeah, and that thing's eight and a half or something. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to have a lot of story or character development. It's a short film, a short fiction film. Mm -hmm. I mean, it told a story, told a really small story. If you didn't know anything about Diablo, you would still have lots of questions and lots of mystery and who's this guy. It was... It was something else, man. Yeah, it like, really is. And I still wa- I watched it again today. It's not getting old. <laughs> it's uh, it just is cooler every time I look at it. It's the I think some of the best cinematic work they've ever done, and that says a lot for Blizzard because all their stuff is amazing. Like it somehow managed. You had two triple A uh, trailers made for Overwatch Two, 
and for World of Warcraft Shadowlands. It, by by every by every definition, still the peak work we expect from them. Both of those trailers were that, but this made those seem like backseat redheaded stepchildren. Yeah, it's that I, I watched them again later, the Overwatch and, and Shadowlands yeah. ones, and they're both really good. But when we watched it at open ceremony, they both felt really tepid after the Diablo Four one. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And I think honestly, I would love to know who wrote or which people wrote or storyboarded out that because that's where you see the difference. Like a lot of trailers for the Blizzard stuff are super, um, you know, high fidelity CGI. They look beautiful. They have great moments. Yeah. But this felt like a screen composition from be, you know, like like every little thing cutting to even just the close ups of people's eyes and so showing the reflection, like some George Miller level business going on with every shot the whole way through. I don't expect the next Blizzard cinema, uh, next Diablo cinematic to even be as good as this. I think it's, it's that high. It's unrealistic to think, you know what I mean? It's just like a moment mm-hmm. or something. It's just really, really good. One gets the impression too, that, that this might be all we get for the really high end uh, cinematics because the game engine turns out is pretty capable and, uh, even there on the floor, people are able to see cutscenes for characters rendered in the game. Uh, and not only rendered in the game, but your character rendered out in whatever gear or, uh, you know, stuff you're wearing. Uh, you, that's part of the cinematics. And it looks really good. I guess the comparison would be the way StarCraft did it, except StarCraft 2 is old and this all looks a billion times better than that. Um so I I don't know if that I if it feels like maybe they spent all their awesome in one eight and a half minute rad intro and that might be it until the end or an expansion. I, I don't know that for sure, but I just get a hunch about that because they really pulled out all the st- spot or uh, stops, and this was clearly not a thing that they just did over the last year. Like this is the most polished cinematic thing they've ever made, and I was blown away. I just absolutely loved it. Here's a line from it. You want to hear a taste of it? Here's a little audio. Check this out. The knowledge you seek is here. Surrender. Speak the words. Call her home. Okay, and whoever that VO guy is, whoever that voice actor is, dude. Look, not only is that guy so great, but at one point... Mm. You know, like the, the the acolyte or priest, he like doesn't want to come over there, so he you know telekinesis him over floating. Mm-hmm. And as he and what he does is he's got that creepy glove with the nails on it. And uh oh, I'm here. Still here. Are you here? I'm here. Do you not hear me? Oh, <laughs> what, what happened? I don't know. Do you hear me still? I had a hiccup. I don't know. What here, I'll go. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go to central here. Central server. Okay. All right. All ahead. right. Let's meet halfway. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, there's he's summoning him closer, and he's got that weird glove with the fingernails on it, right? Yeah, like yeah. just, and he grabs his chin, the like the way you'd scratch like a cat mm-hmm. under, you know, yes, you scratch a dog or a cat under their chin. He's like caressing under his like that's a creepy touch that you know video game CGI trailer makers like they're not like. You don't see that in, in like any trailer. It was beautiful, except it was creepy. But I mean, it was great that it was in there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, something. So He's really cool. He's got that crazy leather thing that seems to go all the way up his back and then over his head. And then it feels like he's 
Got a couple of bolts up here. I don't know what those are about, but they were able to build a dark fantasy villain who is clearly like, oh, you know, henchmen and in all fantasy tropes, there's there's the big boss, like in this case, Lilith or, you know, Diablo would normally be it or whatever. But then there's always a guy just below that who's almost as evil, who's just about the worst and all of that. He is so perfect for that. Like just, and I don't even know who he is yet. I don't know what he is. I don't know a thing about this dude. And he's already my favorite villain in the history of Blizzard games. So it's I call like him, I call him Vainhead. Vainhead. There you go. He was pretty. He's, got, he's got like gonad head. Like it's just like if you look real closely, there's all kinds of veins all over the the bald part of his head. Yeah, he's he a, he's a weird looking dude. But he was he's just so cool and so rad. I guess he's super cool. Here's another bit. That was a that was a turning point. That's when the little Irish guy was going to get sucked up and have his arms broken. So I think rough. he was more Scottish. I think we called him Irish, but I think he's Scott. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's nice or to know the sorry Scotland. It's nice to know the Celtic slash, you know, uh, kilt wearing folk are represented in sanctuary somewhere. We got we got some some great Northern Ireland, Scotland sort of something vibe going on, which is cool. But yeah, it's just a, an amazing thing from top to bottom. It is a much harder direction than Blizzard's uh, typically giving us for stuff like this. And they had signs at the con and a warning at the top of the uh, virtual ticket that said, hey, some of this may not be you know great for kids. There's some pretty wicked imagery coming up. Be, be ready. They never do that, including previous BlizzCons with previous Diablo stuff. Like the old Diablo uh, or the Diablo 3 cinematics, which are all also very amazing had kind of a watered-down Warcraft vibe to them. Not a lot of blood, a lot of uh, heroism, a lot of, you know, Leia being scared, but really uh, nothing was ever bad going to happen to her, stuff like that. And this is definitely not that. This is a hard fantasy, dark, gritty piece of work, and I think it introduced what that game is beautifully, assuming that game follows suit, and it seems like it is. Like all the stream gameplay I saw was gritty and dark and bloody and rad looking and everything I want in Diablo, like 100%. I cannot freaking wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, uh, I was shocked to see that um, they even went with the the muted color palette, right? Like mm-hmm. the the mossy greens and the muddy browns like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that aesthetic's going to hold through a lot of it. I can't imagine it will. I think we're just... I think for marketing, we're seeing... You know that that old saw from Path of Exile players. You know mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Diablo Two is dark and gritty, and mm-hmm. now it isn't. I think they're just like leaning into that for the marketing. But I bet we see some pretty, some pretty different zones. Well, that's one thing they've always done is there's tons of variety in the in the Diablo games, including Two. People forget Two had all kinds of variety to it visually, and I think we'll get that here. But you're right, they leaned into it. <clears throat> but I think it was, and they kept saying dark, and they kept bringing up how. Oh yeah, that thing you like about Diablo Two. Well, guess what? We're going, we're dipping back in there, and like they really wanted to hammer that home and get that crowd happy. There's still people who aren't satisfied. Whatever. I'm not even going to talk about those people. All I know is I've been this excited about a Blizzard game in a long time, and I mean, game's not out. You know, it's a yeah, work in progress. Not talking about those people. The game's not out, and they showed everything you asked for. So why are you complaining? Yeah, there's nothing to complain about. As far as I can tell, I saw a bunch of gameplay streams. They all looked great. I think the talent tree stuff looks cool. My guess is a lot of that's going to be iterated and, and tweaked and changed anyway, because that's how these games go. But I know this for sure. 
when they announced Diablo 3 in 2007 or 08 or whatever it was, uh, I think in France is where they did it, they, it wasn't until 2012 we got the game. That is a long, long time. Even by Blizzard standards, from announcement to release, that was a long time. And there's a lot of story there about the development of that game and some back and forth. I mean, when they first showed it, there were like these these in-game cutscenes that we see with 4 now. They were trying to do that with 3. They ended up scrapping that. Um, they just didn't do it. So they just have dialogue and kind of a camera hovering over, over everybody. So it's not, you know, they ended up not going that direction. Uh, with this, they obviously are. But I think that it's going to be closer to the way they did uh, Overwatch. They announced it in 2014. It's out in a year and a half. Uh, just shy of two years. Yeah. I think that's 20, what we get 2021. here. 2021, yeah. That's my guess, 2021. A lot of people think that's way underestimating. There are others who think that they should do it sooner. I think you're not going to see it any sooner than that. But, uh, oh, man. I, I think wait. this go around that they're going to have a plan for the longer term. I think Diablo 3 is a game without a long-term plan. It was under the whole, let's make a game. Like, And they've said this much, but I kind of don't believe it. Let's make a game, and if it's good, we'll make more content for it. Mm. I, in a post like Heroes, Hearthstone, Overwatch world, I gotta expect that they have product releases, even if it's just Heroes or, or whatever. Like, there's gonna be product releases. I think a little more thoughtful because they're gonna launch this one knowing they're going into seasons, for example. Right. Right. So right. they're gonna need content for those seasons. So even though I've saw stuff to the effect of it's still early days, but but we'll release the game and then we'll see how it goes. Um, this is a, a post Hearthstone Overwatch Blizzard. Yeah. Um, there's definitely going to there. Ha- like if there isn't, it'll be massively disappointing, especially since that's Path of Exile's model. That's a competitor's model. I think I think we'll see things like additional classes and and content a little more thoughtfully this time around. Yep. Um, they did say they confirmed. Uh, I went over a lot of this on the Diablo show, but they confirmed the game will be a retail product expansions will be made for it uh so they're treating it like a traditional diablo game in that regard but they also showed a whole lot of stuff uh in the way of cosmetics character alterations uh, mounts are in this game and mount alterations and mount cosmetics like sort of up and down the the scale to the point that i think that they kind of showed their hand to say well in between all of that you'll also have opportunities to go to a some kind of store and get cosmetics. They did say they will not sell power items. They will only sell cosmetics and they will only, uh, and the game's uh, selling, or, you know, the actual product itself is a game and expansions. So I think I'm cool with that. It feels like they're settling in on a, um, a good compromise of how things used to be done and combining a little bit with how things are done now. A good comparison to this, funny enough, is the model that ESO uses. Elder Scrolls Online does basically this exact thing. Um, it's kind of what Path of Exile does, minus there's no initial game or expansion to buy from Path of Exile. Uh, but the store is very similar. So in, e- in ESO, the way it works is you you buy the base game. Right now it's super cheap, but imagine buying the you know the base game and then all the content that's come up uh, till then. But anytime there's a new expansion, you go spend another thirty nine bucks on a new expansion, like you would with World of Warcraft or something. But you don't have to pay a monthly fee. You go back to playing the game, and they do have this store. And in the store, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Most of it is um, cosmetics. Some of it's like, oh, an experience scroll, or I can buy extra potions, or you know, things like that. But you know, there's no 
like pay to win model really there. And so I suspect that's how Diablo four will be between those big chunks of paid content. There'll be some sort of store where you can do a lot of stuff or grind those same things out, but none of them will be, you know, I need this legendary, so I'm going to pay cash for it instead of work for it. They're not going to do that. Uh, at least that's what they yeah. say. So yeah. anyway, it's exciting. Can't wait. Hurry up blizzard, but also make it good. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. If they take their time, make it good. Yeah, I can wait. I'll be all right. Uh, here's one more, a little line from that, by the way, here's a little something. Hold on. This is a summoning. See, he knew what was up. He needed to get the hell out of there. That poor guy. I felt bad for him. He was getting treated like shit by wow. everybody in that thing and ended you up feel com- bad but he came for knowledge yeah and and you re- might be thinking well obviously not good knowledge mm-hmm. but then when Vainhead was like remember you came here for knowledge it was clearly implying that he wanted to know about lilith he right. was just scared right so he wanted it well, and he, he willingly you know he's like yeah okay i'll open my chest up for this <laughs> you know he, he wasn't fighting like the other two sure so. And, yeah, the, he, and wanted the, he wanted it, he got it. But then, what do you do with it if you're just dead? Like you don't get any. Well, that's the that's the whole religious thing, right? Like self sacrifice uh, to a god. It's that's what's terrifying about that, I guess. You does know? it does it annoy you that it says it needs to be the blood of the willing and none of those? Well, maybe he was at the very like, end. Imagine for a second if someone said, "Like, listen, you are going to get to see Asmodan, but then you'll die immediately after." <laughs> <laughs> We did take that offer. It seems good. Imagine Asmodan in all his glory. I guess so. Like if no, I'd lived a good buddy. life, if I was already bleeding to death like this priest was. But you could you could you could picture priests if someone said God is coming in the physical form, you will see him, but for one second and then die. I bet you there's a religious person, you know, a devout person we'll say who would who might entertain that offer. Right. I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh yeah, so he gives up the thing. But the other two guys were not willing. They didn't want to do this. They didn't even oh, they know they suckered. were doing it. They got suckered. So I'm not so sure about the blood of the willing three or whatever the hell the whole thing went. That's, uh, that's again, what I loved about the trailer. It wasn't like didn't start at the bar and showed the, them getting together. And even even just a montage, you just have to piece together the relationships of the four characters mm-hmm. in the middle of something happening. And that you could glorious. do it. And you could do it. Like yeah. Shape Shifty McGee. With the thing over his eye, you know, I, I, my take on that is that he was always, you know, vain head. And he just, yeah, he, had, he just, he needed the priest to, to get through the door. Yeah. Although he didn't teleport through the door. No, he didn't need them to get through the door. He needed them, their bodies for the birth. Correct. That's it. And then he needed the muscle to fight off any of those fallen guys. Yep. Oh, and they did willingly give their blood for the door. Maybe that's what it means. The blood of the willing. Oh, yeah, that that too. That too, actually. Which, by the way, I don't think I'd do. What that was were hand-shaped holes around a pentagram thing, and they had to (laughs) slap their hands down over a spike that goes up into their hand and gushes a bunch of blood out of their hand. It was a big spike, too. It wasn't like a tiny little needle. It was, like, massive. And the barbarian's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a that was like a stigmata hole in your hand. That thing was gnarly. See, I could see the barbarian and the zealot not caring, but I identified with the rogue guy who's like, "What?" Yeah, the rogue. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. "Really?" Yeah, and he then, didn't want to do it. 
He was a real putz. But anyway, then that whole thing happens, and then they make a giant uh, scrotum sack out of all their blood, which is awesome. And then uh, Lilith, who's uh, uh, Kramer's wife, or uh, <laughs> Kramer's wife. Kramer's wife. I meant to Frazier, say Fraser Crane's wife comes peeling out of there like she's being birthed out of it, and she's got the coolest translucent skin. It's just the raddest thing, and then this happened. This is a summoning. No, not that. That's actually Asmodan. I don't know why he's in here. Yeah. Never mind. Wrong clip. Anyway, Asmodan's got nothing to do with this trailer, but she's all translucent. You can see her heart beating in there like a Finnish person. It's crazy. And then she's got like her cape is now a giant ball sack. It's amazing. You got to see uh, it. And the, the way she looks down at him, it's not overdone. She's like born seeing. And then she just does the slightest head oh, tilt down to so, Bane Man. So good. Like, what's this bug down here? Yep. Yep. And lore wise, she's the she's the mother of all, right? She's the she birthed the first Nephilim. I understand her and the angel Anarius had a thing. An angel and a demon, and they made humans. And that's yeah. where the Nephilim came from. And the Nephilim is so this weird. She's the she's thing. the mother of humans. Right. So it's unclear it's unclear what her her thoughts and allegiances actually are to humanity. Right. Like does she have a motherly motherly feelings for them? Does she want them? She could dead? be a good guy. She could be in the end. Who knows? Um, but I think there's a, some art where she's holding Diablo's skull or something like that. So and the statue, that five hundred dollars statue they're selling, she's she's holding yeah. a skull in that shot. So chances are she's probably not. She's probably going to try and um, kill her kids. Here's what I think: she's not the big bad of this expansion. She will start out as that, and as the thing or not expansion this game. And as they get toward the end and toward a new expansion, some horrific thing happens where... I mean, this is a Diablo game. Diablo's not done, right? We're not done with him. So he's coming back. We're never back. done with him. But all the games will be called Diablo. He'll literally be the boss for all the games. Yeah, he's the prime evil, dude. Like he's, and, and, and it's okay. I think the fun is trying to figure out how you get from A to B. Right. The, you know what I mean? What, what's this, how does Diablo involve himself in, mm -hmm. in this? I'm a little annoyed that when we watched it together uh, the first time, my brain went to a bunch of places that I'm, I'm now annoyed with because what I needed to do is watch that thing fresh without any previous Diablo experience. And the reason for that is I didn't know it was decades uh, after the events of Diablo 3. So I'm, I'm looking mm -hmm. for commonalities. And when they're dragging that priest in, I see people are going to say this is racist, but I see bald black guy and I go, oh, Tyrael. It's Tyrael, everybody. I thought the same thing. He looked like, and I watched some streams, some like reactions, and that was this is a common reaction. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I think oh my the gosh, angle, Tyrael. and he had a robe, and they're like, oh, oh, Tyrael. Because when we last left Diablo 3, Tyrael was in Tristram going, like, there's this thing called food, and I ate it until I couldn't <laughs> eat another bite. <laughs> and literally, where we left him. Yeah. And so, what, what happened? Oh, no, he, it's actually not where we left him. I think the cinematic. At the end of the Diablo 4 vanilla game, he goes back to heaven. Mm. Does he? But then he comes back to... He's he's back to being immortal, but he's in human form and not in hood form. Yeah, I can't remember how that all went so down. I, I actually think he's immortal, and you'll see him again in that form in Diablo 4. Well, I think I think we're not done material for sure. But and and Okay, so I thought that was him. It's not. I thought that... No. Lilith, as she starts to get birth through the sack, I thought she was, uh, I thought this was uh, Leia, Leah, 
coming back, you know. Right. Getting, I guess Leah's dead, right? I guess so, or she died with the last form of Diablo when cast out of the high heavens and the stone fell, And but I don't remember the, how all that went down. The last time we see her in physical form is in Act 4, the start of Act 4, Vanilla Diablo. Yeah. Imperius comes down and goes, and, and <laughs> in front of the gates of heaven. Yeah. I don't remember what he says. I remember that. And then yeah. he says, sacrilege. Yeah. And um, and then Adria gets swept up in smoke and then turns into, you know, Diablo. Right. And that's the last time I think we see her. Yeah. I think she's like done. I think she's a vessel for. She was absorbed. Diablo. Yeah. She's now. That's how we get female looking Diablos because her, her essence was, you know, absorbed into man Diablo. And then you got the kind of non-binary Diablo with man and lady features but here's the thing though let's say that that's true so she's out so then my brain goes well who's this lady then because i'm not thinking of lilith and then when he says it i was like oh okay and then i felt dumb for making those assumptions uh then i was trying to scratch my head going oh, who this oh i know what it was the trailer where it's the gameplay trailer and it's got that cool actor from game of thrones and a bunch of other stuff narrating he's sitting by the grave putting a pot next to the grave going brother Hell's coming back, blah, 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 that whole thing. He's, mm-hmm. I I had it in my head. I went, oh, but that's Deckard Cain's brother, and that's Deckard Cain's uh, grave there. I don't know if it is or isn't. Like, why am I even thinking that way? But anyway, here's the thing. Do you think Deckard Cain makes an appearance? Let's just go through the list. Deckard Cain comes back, yay or nay, Bo? No. No that Deckard Cain. No, nope. has to mean something. No kind of, like, come up to the altar, ah. use some wicked magic, bring Cain out. Cain's now a... You know, uh, he's justice itself because Tyrael didn't want to anymore. I mean, because, like, for all the heaven and hell, you don't really meet dead characters, right? You see their souls screaming around going, but you never really (laughs) meet too many of them. But but he might be in heaven as a a page or something like that for the council. Okay, so maybe some reference. We could see him again. It's possible. I miss him. He got beat by butterflies. I wonder what Blizzard thinks of Deckard Kane, because he's iconic to the franchise. So you assume it's kind of a thrall situation, like right. hard to get rid of, right? Yeah. You know, like that's it's hard to have. Like you know, Nintendo doesn't have this problem of like when do we kill off Mario? They're just going to keep <laughs> making Mario games. You know, it's like they're it's iconic. They'll never get rid of him as long as he remains you know synonymous with the brand and with video gaming. Yeah, um, Deckard Kane is that in our minds, but they killed him. And Deckard Kane, the Mario of Diablo. You heard it here first. Well, basically, but they killed him. Yeah, they did. So I think maybe no. Okay, so maybe not that. All right, let's, uh, uh, Tyrael, you, you have a thought on that. You think the, we'll see Tyrael again? Um, he's a, he's immortal, but again, the Tyr- that's another weird situation because his character development is supposed to be a thing, but to me, Tyrael's the guy in the hood, right? Well, what if know. he's like 600 pounds now? just because yeah because he keeps eating it's not because he's depressed he doesn't know how to stop because of the weird immortal stomach he has now he just keeps i mean that's one thing we don't have is a fat angel we need one of those (laughs) all right i'm into it all right so then what about mephisto the 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 primeval of hate and the father of uh lilith do you think he shows up mephisto yeah yeah he's gotta make he's gotta come back all right I'm down with that. Uh, Okay, Butcher. Butcher, any form of Butcher. 
Probably yeah. not. Yeah, we've got we've had plenty of butcher. Yeah, they're bringing Duriel back. He was featured. Uh oh, hold on. Underling Shadow says it's Tyrael's grave in the gameplay trailer. How do you know that? It doesn't say it anywhere. Tyrael re- rejoined the Council of Angiris. He's an immortal, I think. Yeah, he stayed mortal. It's not his grave. Hold on. No, I think he still stayed mortal. Um, wait a sec. I don't know. I have it right here. Let me look at it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Diablo lore is like it's pretty weird you what you, you play through it once or twice and then you're just in adventure mode and you're like mm-hmm. you know you forget about all the, the lore for me is Tyrael and tristram going like uh there's more quests in uh west march why don't you go there like mm-hmm. that's no it's true okay i'm gonna look at this real quick i'm just gonna pause it oh, i don't have that one never mind thought i did all right i have to look it up uh duriel's in it which is the weird looking uh, freaking lobster looking demon or is that the lady i'm thinking of? Uh, anyway there's a few you know, things so it's the guy that eats uh he has the mouth stomach oh that's right yeah, yeah. he's okay. got larva and stuff and asmodan is dead for all we care and is a giant his giant nipple rings though are preserved somewhere so they'll figure out a way to bring I mean, him back with his nipple rings do they die or do they get stored somewhere when we kill them? I don't know, but I want two Haradrim holding two giant rings at two altars in some giant space, just holding these rings and then doing an enchant thing. And then everything forms around these rings and the nipples get filled with, with a, with fresh Asmodan nipple. That'd be amazing. I could do, I could do a redo of Asmodan in this more terrifying form form rather than being a comic book villain that he is in d3 yeah you'll never figure out my strategy and i'm like i just walk one direction straight to you and kill you (laughs) like (laughs) it didn't really have to figure anything out but he's like you thought you were so clever no i just got a full legendary set yep you're and you suck and i'm not playing in that hard of a of a so uh, i I wouldn't mind a redo to see just you know how greedy they could make someone like asmo he's got a cool uh form Shep in the chat says, Teriel is wearing the nipple rings now in his obese form. So that's cool. I like that. Anyway, uh, we don't know much else about it, except it looked really good, played really well, uh, according to everyone I've talked to who played it on the floor. Uh, they had three three uh, classes shown so far. They planned five at launch, and uh, didn't it leak that it was this um, Amazon and the... Not Paladin. What was the other there one? There was a leak that mentioned... There was a leak four months ago about all this stuff and a lot of it turned out to be true and as part of the additional information they said amazon and paladin but well, that's the original they, lineup blizzard though. blizzard's uh, reps at the con did come out somewhere asking for what people wanted as classes so they're that's still in development it wouldn't surprise me if the two other classes are just paper docs right now could be but think um, about it if they're really leaning into this diablo 2 business that's the original lineup right there like that's it, right? Yeah. See, part of me really wants Monk, and there was a straw poll on Reddit, and Monk's like sixth or seventh down. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it probably means that we're a small sliver. Let me ask, uh, or let me guess, what was up high? Probably had Necromancer up high again. Um, that, the Paladin and Asmo, uh, as uh, Amazon were the two highest plus Necromancer. How about did they do? Um, it was uh, is in there at all? What's his name? <laughs> and uh, I think so. I can't remember. Um, I know the other two that were higher than I had wanted was the Demon Hunter. Of course, everyone loves Demon Hunter. Yeah. And um, 
I can't remember the other one. There's another one. What was interesting is there was no new ones. Everyone wants the same, but like D3 made new classes and we already have what they showed were three classes we've already played, right? Yeah. So I like yeah, Crusaders so. are cool, but they're kind of paladins this time around, sort of. Right? Yeah. So so my my vote is like new classes or monk. Right. <laughs> so Witch Doctor's probably not in there. Or probably not. I mean, Witch Doctor kind of to me when three launched Witch Doctor was like their answer to both the Druid and the Necro. Um, okay, here it is. I'm bringing it up here. Um, I'm going to vote for Monk again because I want a different IP. So. <laughs> um, as, uh, Amazon is number one, yeah. 23%. Paladin, 20%. Necromancer, 19%. Assassin is 11%. Demon Hunter is 7.5%. Then there's one that I don't count. It's an angel. Oh, why is that on oh, there? Angel. Yeah. Then it's Monk. Then it's Witch Doctor and Crusader. Monk has 4%. Witch Doctor has 4.1%. Nah, they're all just being hipsters about two. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, well, they, want, that's, they, yeah. they want stuff that's, they haven't had in a while. I get that. And they do these cla- these rethinks of these particular three. Like, they look great. The Barbarian looks great. The new weapon system seems rad. Like It's all kinds of reasons to be excited. But The um, thing I liked the most about seeing the way they did it is that... Um, it looks like they're going to be panning the camera down. Not panning. What's it called when you pitch? I guess they're pitching the camera down so it's not just isometric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so you can get down that's in a the nice world. Touch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They have that 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 diorama where we see it, and the abilities in Diablo three. It kind of looks like your abilities are painted on the landscape as you do it. But that barbarian ability where they it's like a seismic slam where it's like a V shape, like kick up the dirt. It really looks like. She's she or he is dragging the the hammer into the dirt and lifting dirt off the ground to kick it. I just mm-hmm. thought it looked really tactile and integrated, I guess, and not just sort of painted yeah. on top of whatever's there. You know, well, there's was a, really... there was a lot of talk about um, uh, physics based combat, yeah. and and that's exciting because I I love how that stuff looks. There were a few like crumbled wall moments in, in the in the playthrough I was watching people play that just looked insane. Just the most beautiful crumbling of crappy walls inside of a dark cave and getting over to the other side and just watching that stuff just come crumbling out of there and, and then stay and not just disappear or whatever. It just looks like next level stuff. It looked really good. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's pretty much what we... Uh, look, if you're into this stuff, listen to The Instance, listen to a million other shows about Shadowlands and Overwatch 2 and everything else, but... I think it goes without saying, including John, who can't really speak for himself here, but I've seen, heard him say enough during this week. I think Diablo Four was kind of our, our, our jam out of this event. Yeah. Although um, I gotta say, I'm excited for Overwatch too. Oh yeah, I am too. I think it I, that looked great. Every I'm excited for Over or for Shadowlands. I'm excited for all of it. What's JPG TFT? JPEG TFT. Oh, JPEG. <laughs> Uh, yeah basically so this is the one thing i i would have never predicted because we we thought if they did an auto chess type game they would just use heroes because it's all there and it's a lot like the others that are out there um instead the crazy thing happened they they did it in in uh you know in hearthstone and i've played it and it's really fun it's like legit good Maybe we should play yeah, that. I, I'm see, I'm seeing all the uh, positive feedback on it too. I don't have the virtual ticket, so I don't think I get into the beta. I think it's just right. if you're a VT or, or owner. But um, 
I gotta get you one. I still have it. It's yeah. I got, someone's uh, gonna someone has extras and they just need to send me an extra one. Yeah, if there's an extra one hanging about, I'll take it and I'll watch some of the panels I missed and everything too. I'll get value out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the T the that that was a inv- clever and inventive angle, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to see it succeed. You know, even though it's not a game mode for me, like I'm still very happy that uh, I'm happy that they f- like this is an example of Blizzard getting actually clever, right? You know what I mean? Coming out ahead and someone else isn't eating their lunch. They're like, oh, you think TFT needs graphics? Yeah. We can do it with cards and it's, and it's actually more fun. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like it's, it's a, it's a, if people are liking it and it's really fun, this could be like the big victory. Also, like card packs and cards are way more monetizable than like, you know, like I could just picture them selling, I don't know, new options or something in a way that other chess battlers wouldn't be able to potentially well what's nice about it is it doesn't seem to care the mode doesn't seem to care what card you have like it doesn't it's not counting on your um your your collection for the kind of uh game it is it's Mm. it's a there's a lot of rng and there's a lot of you know just like those those auto battlers work um so I, i i didn't get the sense that that anything i was doing would be better if i'd bought a bunch of packs and I feel I feel good about that because I don't I don't want yet another mode that's just like well better buy more packs hope you get lucky good luck I hate that I'm sick of that with these card games I don't yeah, do that that's anymore. true that they only lean on cosmetics the reason I say that is because like for the auto battlers the reason this is the main reason I dropped off and don't like them it's because too many times you're trying to build up to your third tier and yeah. then the carousel never offers you the one that you want. Mm. Like you'll refresh and spend like five thousand gold trying to. I'm just like I need one more, and I get a three star general, and then you just don't get it. And I'm like, people are just like, that's the game, and I'm like, well, that sucks. Like you know, so is that present in this one? I where mean, you have to upgrade your cards in that way. There or? is there is an upgrade, but it, I got kind of worked handily in my first couple of games, but I had a really fun time with it. I haven't played enough to say this for sure but i but i think it it works in the same sorts of rng ways that you that that happen when you just sort of got your selection of what you can choose but the carousel part of the way teamfight tactics works i don't know if it actually has a mechanic equivalent to that i think it might yes if they if if they really need to that's the key at least fun for me that they need to solve and it seems like in teamfight tactics you have room for up to nine or ten but the Hearthstone board is only seven wide, right? Like it's right, right. There's only so much you can do, but it's also faster. Like everything about the pro, everything about the game was quicker, which is another thing I don't like about Dota Underworlds or TFT is that they're they take forever. I got to commit 50 minutes to do the damn thing. That didn't happen here. It was maybe 15 or 20, maybe, which seems like a good thing to lean into. So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm I need to play more so I can be. Oh I, wait. Was it 15 minutes to play the whole thing for you? Yeah, it was pretty quick. Well, the one time I lost real bad, and that was probably why it was shorter. But <laughs> second, <laughs> second game, I got a little further. I've not won yet, so I don't know how long those winners are there, but I don't think these games go very long. I don't think they're anything like They couldn't last time. as long because TFT, if you make it deep, is like 40-minute to 60-minute yeah. like investment. It's too much. Too much. I agree. That's interesting. Especially when you're when you rely so much on that on luck and getting the right thing and the carousel going your way and like all that stuff just doesn't work for me. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 20 minutes. Sidian says, Sidian says 20 minutes if you're in the last round. So that sounds right. 
That's so. a lot better. Um, again, there's probably going to be people hipstering it like, oh, you know, this one doesn't have as much strategy, Hearthstone RNG, but yeah. I think I think ultimately, I don't I don't I think TFT as a genre is still flawed and not optimized yet. There's right. a lot, of, but yeah, needs needs work. I would say. Uh, hey, here's a fun thing I wanted to make sure we talked about. You see that uh, Electronic Arts is putting their games on Steam again <laughs> after all these years. Yeah, they, that was insane. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, they fell off when they first. Uh, did Origins back in, or Origin the store, that was it. They were like yanking everything out, put it all over there. Uh, you had a few legacy things on Steam that just stayed because that's where a lot of people bought them or whatever, but they weren't releasing anything new. And now I can go get that new uh, Star Wars game that's coming out right there on Steam. And they're also and they, bringing you know back what? other stuff, which is crazy. Yeah, There's a lot of parallels to the Epic thing because they engendered a lot of bad will with gamers because mm-hmm. now they couldn't get their Mass Effect 3 or Dead Space 3 on Steam. Mm-hmm. That was my particular gripe. Yeah. They engendered a lot of bad will. They were touted as trying to you know, be a comp competitor for Steam. Uh, and I think, the, if, I think the results are in is that the long term they didn't win. Yeah, um, if they're if they're going back. They're acknowledged. I think they're still maintaining Origin, though, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of exists. launchers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's what's happening. I think but... what's happening is people are getting less picky about making sure they control some sort of exclusivity, and they're just like, like Microsoft's maybe the biggest leader in this right now, where they're like, well, yeah, it used to be Xbox or no box, but now it's like we want PC and we <laughs> want Xbox and we want our games on all of those things and we want services that cater to both sides or everybody who wants all of that and we want to put our games on steam as well and they do uh you know like as much you could go (laughs) if you had an xbox and you had game pass or even if you didn't you can go get gears 5 for example for your xbox or if you had a pc you're playing gears 5 if you have game pass for pc you're playing it very cheaply and if you're just a person that's like i never want to leave steam ever you can go play gears 5 on steam like they just made it so you could do it wherever, and I think there's a trend toward that happening. People are like, "Yeah," I mean, with the exception of Steam. Steam's not about to say, "Well, you can only get Half Life Three, uh, or now you can get Half Life Three anywhere." They're not going to do that. It'll always be Steam, but they can. They're the gorilla in the room, and they can get away with it. But everybody else, I think, at some point, uh, the ones that have their own store, meaning. You know, EA is an example of this. Epic's actually not a very good example of this because they only really have one game and everything else is just third party. Um, but anyone who's like, uh, you know, Ubisoft with Ubi, uh, with Uplay, um, uh, uh, freaking Origin, and even maybe even good old games at some point. Well, that's true, actually, because The Witcher is theirs and they, they don't make it exclusive there. They're just all like, whatever. If you're playing our game, great. Just buy it wherever you want to buy it. Who gives a shit about controlling the the platform as Wait, much? I have a question. Is, Ge- is Gears 5 on the Epic Game Store? No. No. What? It's, even what? In, it's even in the Unreal Engine, which is funny. Hold on a second. I'm going to check But that. the Gears was... I know Coalition's making it, but Gears is a an Epic Games game. <laughs> like... Right. Well, I'm it's not, a, it's I'm, not a, I'm not. It's a Microsoft game, but it's based. Uh, oh, I mean, the franchise started as an Epic game. Well, it started. The franchise started in the Unreal Engine with a bunch of Epic designers, but it was not an Epic production. Oh, 
it was okay, always my, it was always Microsoft hiring that out. Oh, I was trying I to get. I thought it was an Epic Games game. I'll get into the store here and look real quick and see if it's even in there. But yeah, Epic never owned the rights to it. It was always a Microsoft Xbox thing. It was an Xbox 360 exclusive. No, no. You couldn't get anywhere else. It says here, Gears of War's video game franchise created by Epic Games, developed and managed by the Coalition, owned and published by Xbox. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So okay, they were so they were they were almost like contracted. That's cr- but think about that. That's crazy. It's still it's still if you're not that up on this, like. Evidently, I wasn't. <laughs> you think of Gears as an epic games game, like it's made in the engine. It's almost like what do they call it? Like a flagship game. Like um, when the new Unreal Engine came out, that was the game that was like almost demo, a tech demo for what that engine could do. Right? Mm-hmm. That's insane that it's not on the Epic Store, isn't it? Doesn't that blow your mind? Well, because Microsoft controls it. Not really. I mean, I I don't know. I actually don't know why they're not on there. It seems like it might be a good relationship to continue. Um, I'm running the store, especially if your Xbox, uh, you know, the uh, who wants to have the game on every store, just like you just described them as being very philanthropic about uh, serving customers the way they want to be served. Yeah, and it's not on the Epic Game Store. How You're about right. that? So Epic Epic, where the game originated, does not have it, but Steam does, which is kind of weird i don't know why that is but it's a little blind blowing but, but then again probably- uh, red dead redemption 2 which just hit pc is an is an exclusive on uh epic but you can also get it on the rockstar launcher which is where i got it because honestly i don't care i just want to click it and have it run so i don't care where i get it do you have it on epic yeah no i got it on the rockstar oh. launcher because i'm Rockst- just wondering if you did the Rockstar launcher, they also gave you a free game. So I got a free game. Out Hang of on. Hey, what I want to know is there anyone in the chat room who bought it on Epic that when you run it in Epic, you get the Rockstar launcher <laughs> and then you get to play the game? I don't think so. That was just Kangaroo Court. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's, it's cloud separate. College at this point. I'm pretty sure it's separate. I could be, I could be wrong. But yeah, I know people don't like to separate their library. I get it, but I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Like if if it runs, it runs. It's a PC to me. The library is my PC, so I I really don't care. It's like saying I'd rather have them all on one shelf, but if I have to have them in two shelves, and like who cares? They're both within reaching a distance. I can click them all. Like that's aside from business issues. That's aside from practices that I think are a little stinky. I'm just saying, as far as I'm concerned, if there's an icon that has a game I want to play, I'm just going to click it, and now I'm playing it, and that's all I care about. So I'm not that I'm not that devoted, even though I've got tons of Steam games, and I like Steam. And if I, had, I think some of the problems being talked about too are larger than just gaming. It's just internet stuff in general. Yeah. Like having too many apps is also having too many passwords and having too many sites and having too many email notifications from haveibeenpwned.com about your information getting leaked and having to change the passwords all the time. Yeah. Like I think it's not exclusive to gaming. I think we have there's a fatigue overall for some of this stuff. At least I know I have it. And um it's going to get weirder, too. You got Disney Plus launching next week. Apple Apple Plus TV just launched with a bunch of shows that people are, like, freaking out about. They're like, oh, I got to get that now. Disney Plus, I got to get that. Uh, so it's it's all sorts of stuff like that. But I would I just want everyone to remember this. This is important, especially on the TV side of things. When everyone's asking you for these monthly services, um, it is, it's a good thing. Even though it feels like it's a lot coming from lots of directions and everybody's trying to get their piece of the pie. And that's true. But the reason it's a good thing for us 
is the way TV used to work for me and you was we had to go get cable and we had to have a two-year contract and there's nothing you can do about what shows you got, what channels you got. You just had to do it that way. There was really not a lot of choice. There was a little bit between cable and satellite and some of those things, but really those were kind of the same. Half a dozen, six, six, of the, six of the other sort of thing. And now I can go, you know what? I'm really into Watchmen and I'm really into uh, whatever other show I want to watch on, a succession on HBO. So I can, I can pay for HBO and I can enjoy that for a whole month. I can binge those shows I was into, but I'm kind of done now. All right, well, I don't have to do that one. I can just cancel that one and I'll, I'll re-up my Hulu sub because that show's coming back that I loved last year, that uh, Stephen King anthology show. Like we have way more choice than we've ever had and we get to decide and there are no contracts and you can do it in such a way that it's still way less per month than you were paying before. Nothing says you have to sub to all of these services. Um, and so all I would say is just as, and I agree, the sensation of it is a little overwhelming. It's like, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the audience. I, I think if you sit back and actually look at it, you'll realize that it's, it's what we wanted. It's not perfect. Will we like it all under one house? Yeah, but that's cable. And do we want to go back to that? I don't. So for now I'm okay with this because I still get to control it. They still have to compete for my dollar and they have to tell me good reasons why I want their thing. If the Mandalorian's awesome, gonna probably get uh, the Disney Plus. I'm probably getting Disney Plus no matter what. I think it's cheap and it seems like a good deal uh, for all the stuff you're gonna get. So I'm gonna watch that. If it doesn't cut the cheese, you freaking cancel it. You don't have to wait two years. You don't have to call and complain. They don't have to come pick a box up at your house that you were just renting every month. It's so much better, dude, than it's ever been. It is. Uh, ads alone, even. Right, that Remember, alone. TV, TV watching was like interrupted constantly by an ad all the time. Right, <laughs> and that like that alone makes it worth it. It's, it's, just, it's yeah. All the advantages you said are completely correct, and I think I mean I definitely lose sight of it because when I sub for something, like I, I put it in the show notes a little bit, like I, I'm sub to Xbox. Yeah. And the Outer Worlds is a great game, but I'd rather play Diablo three right now. And I'm like, damn it, I wasted my, <laughs> I'm wasting my sub. I, I sort of feel bad when I'm wasting my sub, but Diablo is just what I want to play. But and you should. Uh, so what you should do? It's really a 30 day contract. Is the new contract in the world? So what you should do is cancel that thing till you're in the mood for that kind of thing, and then go back to it. Like, I mean, I'm kind of doing that. I have a similar problem. Much. Like, uh, I've got. I'm so into ESO right now. It's just gross. And I'm so into it that I signed up for ESO plus. And that means that for now I put my wow subscription on hold, which I haven't done in 10 years because, um, until that, until that next expansion, I'm just not into it the way they want me to be. I just can't do it. That new patch seems neat, but I don't know. I'm just, I just can't get excited. Whereas there's things happening in ESO that are very exciting to me. So, I'm not spending an extra a dime more. I've just shifted my thing over. Just here's your you're getting 15 a month now, and you know cancel. Well, there's a, there's a world of games out there, and competition is catching up. Not not direct not direct competition, but indirect competition for you know even World of Warcraft time, right. even amongst its own games, right? Right. So right. yeah, I, I think I get that. Yeah. Plus, there's like some of these. Someone just mentioned uh, Baton in the chat says you can bundle Hulu and Disney Plus for. 
$15.99. So you, for the price that yeah. I was already paying for one of those services by itself, I can get two of them. Now. Like there's a lot of, there's just a lot of cool stuff happening. It, it can be overwhelming and we're all getting a little paralysis of choice for sure. But I just think if we just step back and go like you're doing, like I'm really, all I want to do is play Diablo three. All right. Well, you should do that and you should cancel that other thing. Or you can look at it and go, well, that thing's only, what, a buck for the first month, five every month after that. And so you can actually, it's finally to a point where you can look at that Xbox thing and go, that's actually still such a good deal. I'll just let it ride because it's just no big deal. It's like a cup of coffee a month or whatever. So, I mean, just, I just feel like there's just so much more option now and we have more control than we have ever been given. And to me, that's a win. So Yeah, you're right. It's good to, to get centered a little bit sometimes. I know I get carried away with the things that bug me, but ultimately these are positive. These are net positive things over what we wanted to get rid of in the first place. That's a good way of putting it. Net positive is the way to look at it. I mean, there are problems for sure. It's nothing, none of this is perfect. And I have plenty of issues with short run content on different services and temporary exclusivities and just like all that stuff drives me a little bit nuts, but it feels like those are all, periphery to the core services and that's good well, it sounds like uh that xbox was it phil spencer's trying to you know uh be the the gandhi of video gaming and get every all the games everywhere <laughs> and then celebrating universal gaming peace and love and all that I don't, yeah i don't know if that's Gandhi's. he, message, he but, wants you, know. you to buy so now i don't it's, we don't have it in our lineup but you can get what's it called microsoft all access or something but it's basically another oh. tier and for 30 bucks a month you get all the Game Pass stuff you're already getting and mm-hmm. an Xbox One. And... Like a console? Yeah, the console. What? Yeah. So you're to basically... Rent? Think of it as the way phones work now. It's a lot like that. Although you're just doing a Wi-Fi thing, but like a lot of plans okay. when you go buy a new phone, they now have plans where you pay monthly for the phone, like 35 bucks a month for the phone. Yeah, okay. And at the end of the yeah. year, the new phone comes out. You swap in the new phone. The old phone goes away. You're still paying your 35 oh, bucks a month. Oh, like a lease. Kind of like a lease, yeah. Uh, not, it's not going to be for everyone, obviously, and they, they're not planning on making that for everyone. But for 30 bucks a month, game as a service so kind of like, idea. It's not bad, you know? So it's like a contract? Like you sign up for 24 months? No, you sign up for... I think it's monthly. Oh, I have to look it up. I don't remember I mean, now. Microsoft. What do they call this? Wild. I don't remember the name of the thing. It's Rent-A-Box. Rent-A... It's like Ultimate Game Pass Monster Edition or some shit. Monster Edition? No, no it's way. Like Game Pass. Is it Ultimate? Oh, might be Ultimate. Um, well, there there is an ultimate already. It might not be ultimate then. It's something else. Whatever it is, shoot, I can't remember. But it's uh, it's like that, and it includes the hardware, and they have a plan for the for the next Xbox as well that you can just roll into wow. it. Yeah, um, I just can't find it. Anyway, that would include all their streaming stuff they're planning with XCloud. That would include. Their current, all their current stuff, like downloading full games now and playing them, it would include the PC Game Pass still. Like it's, you know, thirty bucks goes a long way when you've got all of those options. So I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, yeah, it is monthly, isn't it? 
I don't know how I don't know how it works. Chat room's not sure either. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The it, phone company here in Canada, Bell, used to do that where they'd give you an Xbox mm-hmm. if you signed up for internet and agreed to keep the ISP service for a certain amount of time. Oh, that's interesting. They did computers and stuff too. They ended up stopping that because it was a huge pain in the butt. Why? Why? Because it was hard to Def- defective equipment. Oh. Except equipment's not defective. I get you. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. yeah, I see how that would go. I never trust. I usually don't trust that stuff, but I do feel like we're entering an era where this is just kind of the future, and I'm kind of all for it. I, mean, I don't want. I don't want any more crap. I'm sick of crap. I don't want any more stuff. You know. Just want to have. Oh yeah, yeah. Just want to have access to a thing, and then if when I don't need it, it's fine. I don't need it. Um, there's always going to be exceptions to that, but I just don't want shelves full of discs and and boxes and stuff. Like, who cares? Like, well, I mean, as much fun as it is to keep all that stuff, it, it like it ends up, I don't know, kind of owning you, right? Like that's why I got rid of all my magic cards. I had a shelf this big just full of cards. Mm-hmm moving can you imagine moving places with like a literal ton of weight to move around what are these that you're moving both mm-hmm. they're, they're playing their cards of magic <laughs> what i don't want to help you move yeah yeah that's true uh and, and just like sorting them um it's bad and same i know i haven't seen my uncle in a while but he had a full wall just full of vhs tapes at one point and now those are like I mean, you can watch them, but they're basically paperweights. Yeah, they're worthless. Like, it's like my dad's slides. He used to do slides all the time growing up because he thought that was the future of photography. And now nobody wants to deal with them. There's these boxes and boxes of slides that nobody can project anywhere. So we got to go get them converted and like transfer them to digital. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. You can't take it with you when you go. There's a little part of your brain that's like, you know, I keep the important stuff, but none of it goes with you. Unless you're a collector or curator, but I feel like if you do that, you have a specific collection or curator thing you're into, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, here it is. I found it. Microsoft's new Xbox All Access deal includes a path to upgrade to Project Scarlet. So that's the next Xbox. But anyway, um, let's see. Oh. Xbox All Access. You get a brand new Xbox console. You can pay off uh, in up to 24 equal installments as low as $19.99 a month. Uh, so it's only 20, I'm sorry. Um, and 24 month membership to Xbox live pass ultimate. So you do get the live ultimate deal with that, but it ha- but it's a 24 monther. Um, let's see. The deal saves a player of a hundred dollars. If he had purchased everything separately, Microsoft says, even though it can be bundled or it can't be bundled with other promotions and limited offer available in the U S UK and Australia does have to be paired with an Xbox one. Uh, or I'm sorry. Does, does have to be paired with an Xbox one X. So it is an Xbox One X, not just a regular X or Xbox. I mean, either way, it's a lost leader, right? Like, even I, if they sell it to you for four hundred bucks, which is again probably all the market tolerates for right, console right. prices. Why not? I mean, they're not giving it away for free, but they're kind of mm-hmm. like if I'm a dad and you know some you know my kids like, no, buy me this four hundred dollar console. I might be like, well, I don't really have the money right now. We'll just have to get you some Lego or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But if the kids are like, get me an Xbox, it's twenty dollars, yep. you know, a month. But still, like, I probably will break down and be like, yeah, this is probably fine. The kid will like it. I'll watch my Netflix on it. We'll hook up to the TV. It'll be great. Twenty dollars a month, yeah, competitive with just Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, wow, this is bold. But Isn't it crazy? Also, but that's the uh, thing. But they're just into smart. it right now. They're like being pretty forward thinking with this stuff. And Sony's just sort of like. 
we're doing what we always do. <laughs> so here well, it we, is. We, we, we give away phones. I mean, the other argument is like, it's not so crazy when you think you roll up to the phone store and they'll give you a thousand dollar iPhone for nothing. Yeah. On just on the promise that you'll pay a monthly bill. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, it's not actually that crazy. It's just, we're not used to thinking of consoles like cell phones, mm-hmm. but we totally should. They're like the same thing. Uh, here's some bad news. China has adopted Bo's parents' philosophy on kids playing video games. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah, Did so you hear about this? we talked about it on DTNS today um, at, at decent length. <laughs> it's literally my childhood. <laughs> I was going to ask, so did you, do you feel like these rules are basically the ones you grew up with in the Schwartz home? Yeah, I mean, like, I grew up at an age where I might have, had I been fostered in video games, might have gotten into, like, an esports thing at some point or might have delved in that direction career-wise right we definitely like talking programming languages i was like a high 90s student in computer science like it was definitely an interest of mine specifically gaming but my parents had the view that gaming rots your brain and granted i don't well i'm my dad still thinks that but um <laughs> <laughs> like for sure 100 percent. but sure. like um you know, I, I bet you within five minutes of seeing him, he'd say like, "Oh, so have you decided to grow up yet, or something like that?" Like that's the, the energy I get from that, from that one. But you know, my mom's come around on it, and she listens to all the cool stuff I do. Sure. But like, and she's totally pro video game and D and D and everything. But like at the time, it was you know superstition, right? Like it's like it's gonna rot your brain. It's like drinking Coke. Yep. But for your eyes and brain, they're just like there's zero caloric value. So one hour a week, one hour a week. That's five school days, one hour. And then I got, I think, three to five hours on the weekend. And we're, you know, video game players. Like, the last thing you want to do is play a video game for an hour. (laughs) That's like, you know, you want to play it as much as you can. Yeah. You have a passion. Yeah. So, and I was denied that. And it did shape me in terms of, you know, also having that belief in my early 20s that uncool, you know, people play video games. And I sort of moved away from it for a period of time. Mm hmm. Only to you know rediscover it uh, later in my twenties and be like, oh, I really like this and super lean into it and just you know what I mean. You go through that point. At least I went through that point where the opinions of others mattered way more than they needed to. And then you get to the point where oh, like yeah. oh, I'm doing stuff for me and like I like gaming and I don't care if I'm sixty and people think it's embarrassing. It's not. That's them. I like to play video games and so so that. It just broke my heart when I heard that the whole country now has got to be subject to my parents' policy. Yeah, they're in force now. They were, I think it's this week, they were launched. And it basically, here's a couple of them. They're pretty draconian. But if you, um, uh, you're between a certain age, basically kids' ages, some, I think it was like between, between 8 and 16 or something, you can play video game. You can't play video games between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m., so none of those hours ever get played. You are limited per day to like, I forgot what it was, some tiny amount per day, a little more on a weekend and a holiday. But yeah, it's like, it's it's really bad. It's bad. It's really bad. It's bad. And it's also, I think, untenable because it's the biggest growth market in the world for, for gaming and you're not going to stop it. The genie's out of the bottle. P, uh, kids know how to use VPNs and even more so because you're, you know, clamping down this way. Like, I actually think in some ways this will be a good thing uh, because it will spawn all sorts of rebellion 
Like it's just gonna people are gonna rebel. I mean, right. the concern is the lives affected on the way. It's the same thing we're going through with marijuana here in the the you know democratic countries that a lot of people end up in jail for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know what Chinese society is like, but I know they have social scores. They do, and you know, those consoles can be modded to report back non-compliances. And if you get a lot of non-compliances, you know, I don't know if that. I can imagine a world where non-compliances will be marked and it could affect your future as an adult and or your parents even so i don't know that sucks that's so bad imagine ending up in jail or a reformation school because you played too many video games meanwhile again back to my parents policy you know if i was 16 they might say like listen son don't drink but if i went out drinking and had a good time they'd be like all oh, right you're becoming a man you gotta <laughs> drink or smoke cigarettes that's cool and i'm just like but games will rot my brain like <laughs> F! <laughs> like, <I just> wanna, <laughs> you know like it, it's so it's so crazy the way culture informs what we punish and what we promote and video games yes you can spend too much p- time playing them but they are like the least harmful thing in the world like they honestly are yeah no and they they're they're countless studies that tie drops and juvenile crime to the uptick in game play uh time like and gaming in general is a trend there's all sorts of stuff like that it just makes makes me kind of smarter you think strategically it's an educational tool it's just i mean we're biased obviously because we love video games but also i like freedom personal freedom is nice uh societal freedom is good and i don't but it's literally not bad for you like we have societal freedom to go get drunk if you want to and you might have a good time. It might be good for you in some way, but it's also very bad for you. But we say, cool, do it. There's literally nothing bad about video games. No. That no. you can't also say is bad about TV or is bad about playing Monopoly. Or bad about comic books or bad about <laughs> a billion other things. Yeah, it's always the it's the toxin like, of the day. But China's just hardcore, dude. They're just... I, I mean, we're, we, but we were hard. Like, I think there's still people, you know, the OK Boomers. I guess that's the new th- hip thing to say, right? Yep. They're, yep. A lot of people in that generation still actually, you know, there's a lot of people even my age and in, in 20s. There's that whole there's a child actor who got his body ripped and then he's like, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons because he works out or something like that. Did you see that? Tweet? Yeah, I saw that. And then a bunch of bodybuilders like that now, right? Like a bunch of bodybuilders replied with giant muscles and other cool shots of themselves saying, well, I do play D&D and look at me. It's like, all yeah, right. It was, the, it, was the, it was the biggest circle jerk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do work out and I play D&D. Yeah. <gasps> Testosterone. Yeah, that was going um, around for a while there. It was pretty stupid. But I, but, but, yeah. but the point is there's still people who think things of, you know, geek culture, nerd culture, and, and think that in order to be of so, social value, you don't do those things. That still exists. And this just breaks my heart. I know. Nick, you'd be in prison if you lived in China. <laughs> <laughs> they put out oh, i'll tell you later but there's these new laws that won't let anyone play if they're pl- they can't play games at your age i think up to 19 you're not allowed now to play games anywhere between 10 p.m and 8 a.m the next day uh, his social score is going down yeah this, or your social score goes down which means you don't get any jobs you want and you, live you won't miserably. get you won't get into good colleges yeah you'll you won't get to, a good school have, you're gonna have to um pick uh <laughs> pick broccoli out of the gardens yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be a farmer screwed. 
Yeah, you're picking uh, shrimp out of the sewers and selling it in the restaurant. Picking shrimp out of the sewers. Okay, now sewer. I said that. I said that for a reason. Let me tell. Let me give you a quick story on that. When I was in China, sewer shrimp. <laughs> when I was in China, two things happened uh-huh. that were really gross. One is they told yeah. me they were feeding me beef strips at this dinner, and they all looked the same shape and then were chewy. And oh, good. They, and they oh, said, good. and they said, oh, we we are joking. That is dog tongue. So I got dog tongue without knowing it. <laughs> yeah, I know it was bad. And then uh, the same people on our way back to the hotel, I said those shrimp were really good. Where did those prawns come from? It was a great big prawn shrimp things. And she goes, oh, you don't oh, want no. to eat those very much. I said, why? She goes, they come out of a place like this, and she points off to the side of the car, into the most <laughs> ditchy looking, nasty ass freaking horrible thing i've ever seen place this swampy sewer water (laughs) sewer shrimp yeah and she was just like it comes and i think she even called him that i think she says it's like a sewer shrimp it's no good no good she said i'm like well then why did you feed me those after the dog tongue i was so pissed see this is why you don't get sick at cons (laughs) (laughs) i know maybe I didn't get sick then either. You're like, I ate 15 sewer shrimp before I went to Anaheim. I'm good. I did uh, I did all right over there. I never got sick in China. I don't know. I, I should have. The best food I had over there was McDonald's. Oh, my gosh. it was in, I was in heaven. It was so good there. And it's probably was no it different than... Because you didn't have American food for a long time? Oh, yeah. Totally, actually... I'm 100% sure. I don't think it was special. I don't think it was even better than did McDonald's here. Did you ask what's in the McDonald's food? No, I just knew that I wanted it, and I wasn't going to ask questions. I was just like, give me this. I want this 100% so bad. beef. Yeah. Because the... Uh, that, means, that means dog tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing she said, she says all the dog tongues you eat come from the black dogs. And she says, that's why you, in China, in southern China, you'll never see a black dog. And after she told me that, for the rest of that two weeks or whatever, I saw dogs everywhere. All of them were brown. No one had a black dog. I think that's true. They Is eat this, all the black dog tongues. Did they? Did you ask her to explain the black dog thing? She says like they're just, just better. Extra, she, she says they're extra racism. <laughs> oh, okay. They taste better. Yeah, they taste better. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a color thing. It was that the tongues were no good if it was a brown dog. Which is just like, the weirdest you, you thing. You see a lot of white dog. Yeah. <laughs> white are pure. Black dog bad meat. <laughs> like, Jesus. Really? <laughs> uh, that sounds awful. Yeah, uh, sorry. Name, I don't mean to way, be racist. It's just like. By the way, her name was her name was Kevin, which I thought was the weirdest thing. What? Her <laughs> yeah, name was Kevin? Her, her name was Kevin. Everybody had common American names that we worked with over there. Uh, that's apparently, it's just the norm. People will just get, it's easier to deal with, you know, American companies and stuff if they can pronounce your name very quickly. So they would give themselves these names and this lady's name was Kevin. And I just. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great trip. Damn. Kevin told me, Kevin told me never to eat a brown dog. Tongue. <laughs> Kevin, the lady way. Yeah. Yeah, brown dog, only yeah. black dog. So she say, "Hey, don't eat brown dog." Why is that, Kevin? Because they're the bad. They don't have good tongues. She said. So yeah. Anyway, there's at that. least it's more for um, a, a, not a delicatessen reason. It's more of a food reason and not racism. Correct. That's the. Re- it's a food quality reason, not not dog yeah. racism. <laughs> Hello, China. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> 
should be a new segment on the show every week. I want to learn more. Not a bad, <laughs> not a bad idea. Oh, I did want to mention this kid before we get to the games we're playing. Uh, so this Fortnite kid, what's his name? I saw that picture you posted on the cork. <laughs> Wait, which one? Oh. He, he posted a picture and just said "boohoo" with the headline. <laughs> I, was like, I was really annoyed by it because the kid's a baby. He should- he should be grateful. He could be in China. Then he'd be <laughs> really crying. Yeah, he'd be <laughs> super upset then. Uh, but no, this kid is... I don't have his name here. Dang it, I meant to pull that up. I know he's part of that phase, whatever phase is. Oh, there's a, a group? A, a sports group or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, he's young. Phase is big on sponsoring underage, like below 18 sort of streamers. Yeah, yeah, and there's some really good ones out there. Like I, I know a kid here locally who's only... I think he's... 11 and he won a he won a thousand dollar tournament in Fortnite that he had to he couldn't take the prize money for because you had to be 13 or over to get it but he won but he won before anyone figured out he was only 11 and he he didn't get in trouble he just didn't get his prize money but um yeah he just don't get the prize but, but he still gets the accolades yeah and he's really he's a cool kid but um this kid cheats He's using scan, uh, hit scan stuff and all the crap you use to cheat in these in, in an FPS, or in this case, a third person shooter. But uh, he, he got caught, so they banned him for life. And he's just on his YouTube thing going, shut up. I don't care how old you are, you little turd. You don't get to cry when you cheat. Go talk to your parents. Lame. Well, that's, that's why we train them young when they're going to be competitors, but you know. We train them. Train right? them to be, yeah, but train them to be like, like honest and, and play fair and do that stuff. That's the part of like the esports side where they try to sell you the <laughs> sports thing. Right. You know, this is professional sports. And then the reality is they're, you know, it's just the Wild West. There's kids that are really good at a game. Here's a sponsorship and the, they haven't learned the sportsmanship or whatever. And, and to be honest, audiences, I think, kind of like salacious esports pros and oh, gamers yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, no question. But, that's not what the that isn't the best of what sports is and it's not something that i don't know there's a disconnect there where you need a coach or a trainer i don't think gamers get that and they have way too big egos and not as much some yeah. of them do but they you know not everyone has an op- option well it wouldn't for that. surprise me to see someone like ninja have a coach or a life coach or somebody helping him you know well, he it seems now. a little put together yeah. uh, if now if not early on in his career but like i think that's what it takes to to hit the big leagues how are they doing? Are they him and Shroud and those guys doing okay? I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess they're getting paid by Microsoft. Speaking of Microsoft, that that's the weird thing where it's just like they can stream. I they're still getting um, people viewing, but it is down from what I've heard. Yeah. But it but, doesn't matter. Yeah, they don't they're, care. They're getting paid. So I'd do it if I were them. You know that was a ton of money. I'm sure of it. Like there's no way because they were already they were making bank at, on Twitch. Guaranteed. Even if they weren't making bank, the, the monetary value alone of their follows mm-hmm. on the platform mm-hmm. oh, would take a lot to give that up because that page goes away and that access to your current fans is gone. Imagine just going to Microsoft for Frog Pants, but you can't email or reach anybody you, you're able to reach now that in the Frog Pants community. Yeah, because you flip yeah. platforms. I mean, in their case, they yeah. it's a big enough number that they can do it and and it's probably a guaranteed payout on this whatever contract. I'd love to see what their contracts are, but I'm sure it's a guaranteed pay, a payout overall that is 
equal to the best they were doing on Twitch and certainly more than the low times they would have on Twitch, which, you know, they're, I'd take their low times over my high times and, anytime. And I, and I think, I think those guys look good when they have great months, but those guys go through down points mm-hmm. and even, you know, just like, um, you know, famous musicians or famous anybody, they work while they're hot and then mm-hmm. they never earn that kind of money again, maybe 10 years down the line, even if they're still well-regarded, you know, celebrities, they don't, so, I mean, I could see, you know, someone like Ninja for five or 10 years from now, people going like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Not making any money. So you're better off taking a consistent and even paycheck and then, you know, being smart with that money. So I agree. It's and, a if it, and if it doesn't them, work sure. at the end of the contract, if it's still, if, if they decide to end that deal, let's come back to Twitch and everyone will flock back and it'll be this, you know, they'll do fine. Mm. So there's really a no loss for them, but yeah, I just wonder how. I wonder how and that's the, going. the smart ones are really finding ways of getting themselves, you know, tabloid or notoriety too, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ninja seems like he's got it good together, pretty good. Shroud, yeah, too. I think he's he's a good ambassador for gaming. I think Shroud is too. Yeah, Shroud's Shroud seems like a nice guy. He has a he has a cat, uh, maybe a dog, and cute wife. Shroud's one of those guys. The reason I like him is that he sort of doesn't really inflect when he's saying a lot of stuff. I can't tell if he's happy, sad, or irritated. I mean, I guess anger is the easiest to express. Everyone can do it, but mostly he's just very like, I'm playing a game. Right. This is the game. Anyways, I'm shooting. <laughs> what about that? What about that guy's name rhymes with uh, Proctor uh, Misdetect? Do you know the one? <laughs> uh, Proctor. Nurse Disrespect. Po- <laughs> nurse Disrespect. Someone said that to me the other day, too. They called me that. Um, that's Actually, full disclosure, I'm nurse disrespect. <laughs> I mean, didn't that end up make him when these um, dudes left? He he ended up like the, with the crown over there, isn't he? Like the top streamer now. I mean, the, he's like a WWE character, right? Like that's not what he's really like. Obviously, um, just like you know, The Rock was never like whatever The Rock was at WWE. So <laughs> right, it turns out. But sometimes you got guys like Hulk Hogan who are way worse than they were when they were the character. They would you would prefer they were the character. I've seen. I've seen some photos and interviews of him like in normal mode, and he's yeah. definitely not. Dark, dark oh, no. he, uh, yeah, I don't have any. He I, may still be a jerk, you know, but like because he did cheat on his wife and also then made it super public. Right. Um, and so all that stuff sort of feeds into that drama machine that is wrestling, basically. Dow's Adorn, it makes a really good point. It's a great comparison. He says, I think Ninja's deal and probably Shroud's are probably like uh, with what happened with Howard Stern when he went to exclusive exclusivity with Sirius uh, Radio, Sirius XM. Um, yeah, same kind of deal. Because when he left Terrestrial Radio, he lost huge amounts of his listeners, but Sirius XM gained a ton, uh, you know, in the net to get to get him over there and have exclusivity. It was worth it to Howard because either way he's getting big money so that's yeah, probably the same he's model. constantly getting chased out of everywhere and having trouble so this is like also his ticket to freedom but still bigger big enough audience i think right yeah. like he took a hit but yeah ultimately he can do what he wants riddick says that yeah. the kid from phase by the way his name is jarvis the kid who's upset <laughs> of course it is jarvis. i mean that's his i assume that's his state not his stage name but it's like his tag state, yeah yeah his, yeah tag yeah okay I, and he named himself after the Iron Man voice. I guess oh, the Iron Man suit voice, computer voice. Okay, that's fine. I assume so. The only other Jarvis might be someone from some <laughs> obscure British comedy. He's like, I really like that Jarvis in, in Coronation Street. 
Uh, Jarvis's. Uh, that's another one. His face shows up all the time on my on my YouTube. I can't escape his Asmongold. That's another one. Oh, that guy's everywhere right now. With the well, I mean, if you haven't, if you're in any of the WoW circles, he's pretty much gonna be there. Because nice I, to... I watch the stuff, and it's like just constantly his face on YouTube. Yeah, you know? he's he's into it. Uh, he's the face of YouTube. Uh, like, Google, it, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, face of YouTube. <laughs> The face of YouTube is Asmund Gold right now. All right, here you go. Famous people named Jarvis. All right. There's a guy named Jarvis Cocker. Uh, this is... Jarvis? Uh, oh. Jarvis Cocker is the most famous person named Jarvis. Their Zodiac sign is Virgo. Their most notable profession was musician, songwriter, actor, voice actor, radio presenter, and music video director. They are considered the most important person in the history born with the name Jarvis. That's what this says. Yeah, he was born. You're talking about real people, not fictional characters. Because I'd argue Iron Man's Jarvis. Way more people know who that is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch in here. There's a rapper named Jarvis Jarvis Milk. Another one named Jarvis Mar- Varnado. He played for Mississippi State. Somebody named Jarvis Hunter. Sounds like a job, not a name. Um, there's a, Jarvis Hunter. Jarvis Green. Oh, a lot of football players. Um. And then we had a World War II hero named Jarvis Lynch. Uh, February 17th, 1933, killed a bunch of Nazis in the war. All right. Anyway. What do you, what is a nickname for a Jarvis? Uh, you don't want to say Jarvis. Like, imagine you know a Jarvis. Like, I say Scott all the time. You say Bo. Yeah. It's comfortable. Fits yeah. like a glove. Yeah, it's fine. What if I was Jarvis and you always had to say Jarvis? <laughs> Every. Jarvis, like well, every time, that, that's it's hard on your mouth. There was a time when I'm trying to think, like when when Did you uh, say Jarv, when when podcasters, especially around gaming stuff or around Blizzard stuff, the ones where everyone's got a nickname, that kind of I couldn't do it very long. I think I think it would bug. It's me. Eric the intern. Let's see what idiotic thing he's doing today. A little bit of that. It's too much. Yeah. Like I don't. I would rather just call people John and Bo and Brian and. And things like that. Yeah, like, no, I know. But you give people like a shorter name. And I don't just mean for the show necessarily. Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I my sister's name's Amanda, but I might call her Mandy. Oh, okay. I can see that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just something that's easier than all three syllables. Uh, say the name a lot. You know? I say I call Carter Cartier because at her graduate <laughs> at her graduation, <laughs> the lady at the the lady handing out things called her that by accident. So they she goes, Cartier Johnson. And she goes up there. She's like, "What the crap? Did you just?" Call I mean, that's me? really bougie, right? Like Cartier. Yeah, like a fancy brand or something, right? God, yeah. Isn't there purses? Yeah, Dazzle or... Dorn has it right. We call him Jar Jar. Well, that's not bad for Jarvis. Yeah. All right. Well, this it's kid. very modern though. In World War Two, no one knew who Jar Jar Binks was. He cheated and he got what he deserves. That's all that matters, right there. <laughs> Games we're playing this week. Well, let me tell you about a little game you may have never heard of called Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm not going to get too deep into it because it's a game that's already been out. You already know what it's about. But uh, I got RDR2 on the PC. I got it on the uh, launcher, uh, the their, their launcher, the Rockstar launcher. Uh, I did that because they give you a free game when you did it. So I got, um, what did I pick up? Oh, I never had it on PC, so I got uh, L.A. Noir on PC because I want to play that again sometime. I like that game a lot. Uh, so, I like L.A. Noir too. Yeah, it's weird. The faces are so freaking weird. I love it. Anyway, so I did that, and then Red Dead has run like butter smooth for me. Zero issues, maximum everything, no issues at all. Um, 
It's not been true for everybody, though, including Nick. His version would not launch. Is it launched yet? Ooh. Nick? Has Red Dead worked yet? Oh, great. So now it's launching for him, but the Rockstar online services are unavailable. So they're having a bit of a rough launch. It's going not does, great. Does Nick want to come on Cora and replace John today? <laughs> yeah, he'll just be the new John. He'll complain about it. He'll be like, ah, oh, consoles. He'll have to <laughs> shave his head or something. But anyway, uh, no problems here. I've been playing the story. It's been great. I am loving it. I basically have saved myself for it for a whole year because I, I just knew the PC thing had to be coming. And thankfully, it how's happened. It feel, how's it feel to play it? You play mouse and keyboard? You're still doing controller? Mouse and keyboard is actually my preferred way. I expected that I, I thought I would end up controller because, you know, the game was made for consoles first. And sometimes that means you're going to have a better time with that. But the yeah. keyboard and mouse controls are great in that game. It still has dead eye, right? The slow motion. Oh, yeah. Aim oh, your yeah. six shots. Yeah. Isn't it? It's got to be so much easier to paint that with the mouse than with the controller. Much easier to paint that. But, but when you're not using dead eye and you're just doing shots. It's it's now on me. There's no assist without the with the controller. You have aim assist, right? So you can just yeah. sort of get close to the head, and it'll help you out. Uh, this you really, if you want a headshot, you really got to take it. Like you gotta you gotta be good. You gotta get good, as the kids say. Um, so it, that threw me a little bit, and I had to get used to it. But once I did, it's great. It feels really good. The horse stuff even feels good with a mouse and keyboard. I expected that to feel weird, but you kind of steer with your mouse and not your um, I mean, it's, it's a, a WSD, but the A and the D aren't really needed to turn when you're on the horse. You can just turn your mouse and you'll turn. It's it's kind of hard to explain. Oh, it's got halo, halo turning? A little bit, but not... not ha- See, halo turning, I didn't like on a, on a controller, but on a PC, halo turning makes sense because I think yeah. ma- mouse turning is good. If you play cons- or if you play controller, the, the horse thing works... It doesn't have halo turning. It's hard to explain, but it feels like what you're saying is right, but only when you're using mouse and keyboard. I was just surprised it worked great. And, you know, shooting, reloading, aiming, the stuff you're all used to. E is like your interact button for most stuff you're doing. Sometimes F, occasionally G, like, feels good. I like it a lot. I'm going to keep going. I'm digging it. It's great. Um, Although I haven't fired it up today because I have been completely obsessed uh, at the same time as all this with uh, Elder Scrolls Online, as I mentioned earlier. I can't stop playing it. I love the music. I love everything about it. I love the game. I did one of the coolest quest lines I've seen in an MMO, period. Now, I haven't played uh, the Final Fantasy thing, and apparently there's some real cool story stuff in their latest uh, expansion, but I uh, I have never had a cooler, more how do I put this more um, immersive experience than I did with an ESO quest line in this uh, elsewhere expansion with this dragon dragon guard content. It was so cool. And Oh man. Was it like a a sort of Skyrim deal where, you know, you go here and you do a thing, you make a choice. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of that. And this one in particular. So I'm rolling with this dude named Sai Sahan, who is kind of Carl Jim. (laughs) <laughs> in a weird way it's like kind of kind of he's basically kerosene it's hard to explain but he's he's like this dude with a really crazy beard and like a half moon attached to his head they're they're all like from this desert area and um he gets me to join this group called the dragon guard which hasn't done anything for de- uh, centuries 
because the dragons are up to something and they're uh there's a bunch of deaths and attacks on cities and camps and stuff and we're supposed to go you know stop this and uh so there's all and everything's spoken so everything's vo everything's acted out the voice actor's awesome he's actually the guy that used to do the hulu uh spots where he'd go the following hulu presentation is brought to you with limited commercial that guy i don't know if you remember him but anyway that's no, him no he does a bunch of wild I don't know stuff for hulu in canada i don't think oh that's weird okay <laughs> yeah but anyway he does uh they have good actors in this they're like a lot of voice uh, liam's all over this game just every five minutes i'm running into liam o'brien but um anyway uh he, we go and do this whole mission and without getting into too many specifics in case people play because i think they actually should it was really involved but felt like a breeze like it, it wasn't arduous but it was also difficult like some of the fights were like you had to pay attention be strategic and Hmm, probably should drink this potion before I start this fight and you know stuff you don't used to doing and things like wow or you know games that are more on rails these days um but the actual sort of emotional connection I made with the actual quest was really something and it was beautiful and gorgeous and there are giant dragons in this thing and they come down and they land and then you go talk to them and they yes what brings you to the part of and you have these you know this great sort of back and forth of the dragon and he's working for you uh, to help figure out why his brother, the overlord dragon, is trying to kill all these dudes. And and by the end of that thing, it was just it was just an emotional thing. I just loved it. I loved it. And there have been multiple moments like that in this game, but that particular quest line I've had, I like that more than I have any kind of quest line in an MMO or an RPG in a long time. I really enjoyed it. So did it involve a lot of combat? Like what was your Oh yeah, activity? lots of combat, lots but not not entirely combat. So there were there were some times where the combat was very straightforward. There were times during the quest we had to find some stuff, so we had to dig deep into some dungeons and go way down low in these things and find stuff down there and there's a lot of puzzles and stuff. And then up on above ground there's dialogue and choice and all of that and then more combat. There was a there was a part of the quest line that involved me taking on um, a dragon, but the way he fought me was spawning a bunch of undead constantly around me. So I had to kind of battle my way through these hordes to get to him. And then, then the two dragons fought in the air for a while. I just don't even know how to explain it. And, and it's, the thing is, if you haven't, if you tried ESO back in the beta or in the first few months or whatever, it had problems like these all do. They launch hard. They have trouble. They have issues. They have to tweak it. They iterate, they make it better, they make it better. It's been since 2014 since that game launched. And I just love it right now. I just love how it feels. Um, I love the fantasy tropes that they lean into more than most. I really like the darker take. Um, like Skyrim, you know, it's that it's that vibe. It's that medieval gothic kind of feel to it. Yep. Right, not right. the whole way throughout because they do vary it up with zones. I'm just kind of taking a look. Oh yeah, yeah. The zones yeah. are and the zones are super varied. And there's you know you, if you go to Morrowind, it's it's very much what you think it is. Lots of giant weird mushrooms and swamps and all kinds of cool stuff there. And if you go to Somerset, it's all very beautiful high elf sort of mountainous green and and all of that. And then if you go to Southern elsewhere, it's like deserts and redstone and you know, weird lakes and all that kind of stuff. Like that sort of stuff is also just beautiful, but I love that I can go anywhere I want, whenever I want. It's the world scales with you. I love the dragon, random dragon fights that you just have out in the world, open world events with like tons of people are there. 
Um, but it feels to me, the reason I think I like it the most is it feels like an Elder Scrolls game that just happens to have people in it. It's no longer an MMO that sort of feels like Elder Scrolls. It's the other way around for me. And, um, Interesting. man, Interesting. I really like it. I really, really like it a lot. It just, I've got, it's got its claws into me. I'm interested in how to get mounts and stuff very rewarding like the end of some of these quests means skill points sometimes it means amount always means a cool achievement always means extra stuff in your bag um i have some rad mounts right now i've got this like blood horse that like comes out of the ground when i summon it and ride off on that thing <laughs> like it's got oh and that they've added like a tons of cool transmog and color options you can dye everything and do all kinds of combos what and- are all the classes in this game is it because I know it's Elder Scrolls, you don't really have a class, but do you? Uh, you start with a base class, but you can be super crazy with it. So my main that I'm playing right now, his name is Glimhorn, and he's a dark elf uh, um, sorcerer. This is sort of his base thing. But anybody yeah. can try and level up and f- fiddle about with any weapons they want. You can be, I could pick up a bow and do a whole bunch of bow skills if I wanted to. And the more you use a thing, the more that thing levels up. It's very Elder Scrolls in that way. Um, but they do give you kind of your base templates so that when you start, you will have some benefits to choosing like a Dragon Knight has benefits. Like you, if you if you choose one of the Dragon Knight lines and not go too far out of your lane, then some of your passives are stronger because mm-hmm. of what you've chosen to be to start with. So they kind of hybrid that a little bit. Uh, of having it be yes it's a class and you have some class identity but really they'll let you go do whatever you want and everybody from the get-go can do any profession they want you just they call it provisioning and if you're just out in the world you're like oh i'm gonna chop that tree i don't have to go train for it just go chop it i i level up by doing it when i go craft food i level up by doing it a new recipe drops from a guy i go learn it i go cook at a cooking fire suddenly i can make uh chicken some kind of weird chicken thing that lets me have 800 extra health points for the next half hour like just all that kind of stuff just is so easy going that i don't feel like it's a chore in the way that i often feel about professions um i don't know it's hard to explain it's just not it's uh, I've played every I have played every MMO on the market almost and a bunch of dumb Korean and, and Chinese MMOs that no one's heard of and a bunch of really crappy mobile games that no one's ever heard of. I've tried them all with the exception of Final Fantasy, which I know is supposed to be great, but, you know, give me time. I'll get to it eventually. But I've tried them all. And for for me anyway, this thing is just lighting all my candles. And at the moment, like I'm very excited does it, does about it trouble you You're spending most of the time. I assume playing solo. Does it trouble you not to have, I don't know, groups to, to do group stuff with or is no, cause cause the way it works and I've done some group stuff. Um, you know, mostly it's been, my schedule has been, it's hard for me to coordinate, but that's true of anything. I mostly play, I mostly play wow solo. So it's kind of the same problem. Um, right. but the group content is actually easier here because, Actually, WoW just introduced a way to do this, just like this last patch. So I guess this is true in WoW now. But if you got into the game brand new and you were like, I'm starting fresh and I'm, I've decided I'm going to start in like, uh, the, the, orc home, the, the orc main city, which is up in the mountains in the, in the snow, these big gothic freaking this orc place, then I would say, oh, okay, cool, I'll be there in a minute. I'd uh, take a bunch of 
uh, you know, what's it called? Quick, quick travel over there. I'd meet up with you. I'd be level 30. You'd be level two. And it's all scaled to us. We just play. And I get XP and rewards that are that are good for oh, me. Oh, like what Guild Wars 2 was trying to do. Yeah, you get XP and rewards that are good for you. I get the same thing for me. When you get gold, you get it commensurate to your level. When I get gold, it's commensurate to my level. Um, the items that drop, same thing. We complete, you know, we can gold, we can do whatever we want. We can run dungeons that way. We can delve dungeons that way. They have what they call delves, which are basically dungeon spots out in the world where you can just there's just stuff to do in there and things to get and all kinds of great rewards and whatever um every zone has a big overarching story quest system it's like 13 quest lines gives you the full zone quest or the full zone story and then there's tons of smaller quests scattered throughout that you just do but if you're in the middle of one of those and you're like man i really should go for i really want to go for that desert zone you just go do it like there's no there's no and it's always it always feels just challenging enough never too challenging never not challenging enough it just feels right and you get rewards at level one that feel good and i could do the same thing with you right then and i would get something that feels good you don't feel like you're lowering yourself to help somebody out like i don't know it's hard to explain but i feel like they've nailed the balance and everything just feels right there's a good there's a pretty a valid pvp system in there if you want to engage in it although i haven't really the dungeons are really fun there's raid content i haven't done any of that but i hear it's good um pretty robust role-playing scene going on in there lots of people doing weird festivals all player based stuff <laughs> like weird like i mean festivals. like I, I was in town one day and there was just this place that's normally like a big empty amphitheater but they were in there like having a big something big to do for their guild and and people were, you know, I can't hear them because it's not voice, but I, I'm seeing a lot of chatter back and forth that all that all sounded very, very um, role playing. Did you take off your clothes and dance? And- <laughs> <laughs> no, there was none of that. Not there anyway. I'm sure some of that exists. exists That's everywhere, the thing to but- do in an MMO when you see someone doing something serious, you have to foil it. Yeah. So I mean, it's I haven't felt this enamored and 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 with mm-hmm. a game like this in so long and. You know, I dabble in and out of it over the last couple of years, but but this is just finally the hooks are really into me to the point that you know what it here's what did it to me. This is so weird. I was playing Outer Worlds, which I will fully intend to get back to and finish, but it reminded me that oh yeah, this is like ESO is this <laughs> like this is what it's, that's what this game is like. It, it's this questing. It's the only difference is it's not a single player game even though it can be played like one. It's it's the Bethesda DNA. Like Elder yes. Scrolls has, still has the feel of a Skyrim Fallout. Right. right. That's exactly that's exactly it. Like it it feels like one of those, and I love one of those. And so hmm. it's very hard for me. Like for me right now, this is the Elder Scrolls because there's so much story. All the races, like the Khajiit, which are like the cat people and the lizard people, Argonians are they? Aragonians, whatever they are. Argonian. I think Argonians, right? Um, the 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 wood elves, the dark elves, like all these guys have such rich, cool tapestry and history, and it's all there. <laughs> it's all in that giant world. And, and it's can, all what you've played in the single player games. Like it's not oh, so right. alien, I imagine. That, that it doesn't, you know, no, it all feels it, yeah, it all feels uh there are Nords in it, so you got the kind of Skyrim connection, but 
the actual zone of Skyrim doesn't exist yet. I mean, it's a place and okay. it exists in the in the thinking, but it's not a. It's not. I'm sure they're holding that. Like just like Morrowind wasn't there until it was uh, when they put out these expansions. That's what they do. Um, Is the oblivion oblivion area in the game? Uh, there are lots of things one. you do in and around oblivion stuff, both related to quests and story and undead, and 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 like. Um, they have a lot of. I can't remember what the zone was called or the continent, but right. Um, but I don't think it's you go to you go to those places all the time, but it's not like part of the planet. It's like an ethereal plane. It's like somewhere else. Oh, um, okay. So it's not like a go. Let's go quest out in in the oblivion like devil zone. It's more like oblivion, because remember, oblivion was just those portals, and then you and then you go to oblivion. But really, the you know the meat of everything happened on the in the world. So it's, it's yeah, like I that. mean the continent, continent of Oblivion. I don't mean Oblivion itself, I guess. I, I meant like, I just can't remember. What's it called? <laughs> I don't What's know. The continent Obliv- I don't know. Oblivion continent. You know, because it always takes place in the continent, right? Uh, yeah, uh, but I don't remember the name of it. And I don't oh, remember. And maybe I'm just not there yet. I mean, I've seen some stuff in this game where I cannot. I don't even know where I'm at. Like they've put me in places in story quests where it's like Tamriel. Tamriel. Oh, Tamriel is like it's like Azeroth. That's the idea. That's the planet. Oh, that's not, okay. No, I'm not someone thinking. Yeah, of. Tamriel Cyrodiil. is the Cyrodiil. Oh, okay. May, yeah, and there that where is the Imperial City is. Oh, the Imperial City is in there. That's in there. Then, then the continent of Cyrodiil is, is there. There's yeah, uh, Bruma and Choral and Skingrad. Oh yeah, Skingrad's in there. Yeah, and Kavach and Anvil. Yeah, I think that's all there. But see, that's how big it is. I'm not even I'm not even over there. I could yeah, be. Yeah, because elsewhere in this map I'm looking at is south of Cyrodiil. Yeah, southern else there's a there's a northern and southern elsewhere that are entire zones unt, unto yeah, themselves. Orwins to the east. The black yeah. is the Black Marsh in it. Yep, Black Marsh is in it. You know the big giant um you know in in um oh, people at home are going to hate that I'm going on and on about this, but you know the uh, oh, I can't think of the name of the damn thing. Anyway, there's a giant um, meteor coming to crash into it. It's a big pyramid. It's where what's his name lives. Um, it's one of the demigods in the in the thing. Anyway, more. It's a Morrowind uh, thing. But you should see it. There's a giant flaming uh, meteor that's coming to smash into this home place and ruin the whole planet. It would destroy Tamriel. But it's all being held back by magic. So it's like being held in stasis and you have a quest line where that stasis is being threatened and it's about to let loose. And man, that was cool. Oh, it was so cool. There's so much of that stuff. Suspended in the air. Yeah. And there are no missions where it's go get me five of these. They don't do that. They say, (laughs) go get me 10 sewer strip. (laughs) Yeah. They say, they say, go open the the crypt, talk to uh, so-and-so thing. He'll let you in, get the key and then go talk to that lady who died. She'll be in there in spirit form and she'll tell you what needs to happen. It's all story and conversation and dialogue choices. Like it's, but not boring and all skippable if you're lame, but I haven't skipped any of it because I love it. And the voice acting's insane. It's just very, very good. Freaking John Cleese is in this game. Plays a character, kind of a wackadoo, but he's in there. The guy that plays uh, Harry Potter's, uh, what's his name? I can't think of names. 
Harry Potter, uh, Grim, Grimwitch. No, the main, but Dumbledore, Dumbledore, the voice of Dumbledore, uh, Michael Gambone. That's it. He plays a really important character in this. And then all of the like, critical role people are a billion characters. And there's a, like anyone who does voice work, they have, there's, they're in this game. They like, they spare no expense. And hmm. I guess they're doing well. They got like 15 million registered players and people are playing it and it's, good and you don't have to pay monthly but i i got eso because i'm so committed at the moment i think that's it's perfect well, for, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game that you just don't hear about a lot but that doesn't mean plus. a lot of people aren't playing it like you know it's the deal with warframe for example so right or even I that star that. that star wars game still does pretty well uh, old, old republic, republic does does okay. I, yeah star wars yeah there's always going to be star wars fans and people want to play star wars games so. yeah and in, and also i don't i don't know what the limit is but i think you could probably run one of these games pretty well in a studio and not you know, you don't Speaking have to be of blizzard. which, Fallen Order is... I'm excited for Fallen Order. Yeah, fall, I, I am too. More and more as we get closer to it, I, I'm starting to think that thing might be rad. When is that? That trailer looked really good. It's soon. It's like the next couple weeks. Oh my gosh. This wait, too- it might even be like the 12th or something. It's like... It's soon. Hey, wait, I have Steam open. It should tell me. It's too many video games right now. So many. Yeah, that's... I mean... <laughs> If you like video games, chances are there's one that you'll really enjoy that's out there, right? <laughs> Pretty much a guarantee. Uh, but you see, you're playing two games right now, and you're, it's like the full of your time, right? Oh, 100%. Like, I'm dumb like, to even be trying how to do is, that. How is a child in China supposed to play ESO for one hour? They can't do it. And by the way, right. all the Chinese games made by Tencent, or ones owned by Tencent, or uh, the other one over there that works with Blizzard, all those companies, all of their games are meant to be highly addictive play it all the time master them kind of games so i don't know how they think in their right minds that they're going to be able to control this i just don't see it i don't see it uh one final mention i'll get off the eso train for now and some people are going to hear this and say scott it's like cheating on your wife playing this and not wow or something i'm fine don't worry i'll be back for shadowlands i'm back for wow and wow is got my got my eye that's it's never never going to go away that's that's a thing but it feels so good to have found this and you know what it is part of it bo it's parking my expectations for an mmo somewhere else like expectations are weird we see this stuff and we think oh we're supposed to just rush through these quests and level as fast as we can to end game there's that kind of player right right i know what this is you know even even if you're not that kind of player you're like well i've done this for eight expansions of world of warcraft like whatever right and what like Black Desert was like that for me. It was like, right. yeah, quest. This is animation's terrible. Okay, quest. Let me just quest. Let me right, just right, quest, right, right. And what happened you, here is you can approach. I suppose you can do that to ESO. But my experience has been, if you look at it for what it's actually trying to do, it's very good at what it's trying to do, which is to I provide think that's this, where the 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 Elder Scroll shines through because Elder yeah. Scrolls is. It's not a game you want to rush through. It's a game you want to experience, right? Yeah. Just standalones. It's like it's immersive. I mean, there's books scattered throughout that mm-hmm. ask you to read them to get hints to solve the dungeon you're in. Yeah. And um, they have that stuff in spades. Like if you're in a dun- this is the other thing in this dungeon, there are pots and urns and boxes, and if you want, you can loot all of them, and they've got stuff you can use for crafting. So you probably should do it. The the books are not as it's not down to every single book, but it's down to every single bookshelf. So any building you're in, if there are bookshelves, you can go over there and see what the number one book is. It'll pop it open. And some of those give you skill bumps. Some of those uh, are, will start quests. Some of them add to a lore thing that you're doing or give you more notoriety with like the mages guild. Like 
they use those systems that are so famous in the in the Elder Scrolls series to really great effect in there. So they don't skimp on that stuff, but they've also streamlined so much of it that it's actually, I went and tried to play Skyrim recently. I can't do it right now. It just feels bad. Like it feels clunky and old. And it bummed, in comparison, it, so this is the premier Elder Scrolls experience. For right me, now. it is. And I know that's going to sound crazy, but again, it's about people's expectations for MMOs. And I think they have to, they have to, sometimes as a gamer, you just got to, change your thinking look at it, approach it from from a fresher angle and not get all wound up in what we think a thing is supposed to be or you know sometimes mmos you get into them and you start you start grinding and you start realizing how paper thin everything is and this game doesn't want you to do that it wants you to stop smell the roses listen to the sound pay close attention notice how many cool textures are in here it has housing by the way so you can just fill your house full of all kinds of crazy shit and um well, is it instance housing as well it so is you don't have to totally be on a wait is. list or anything yeah it totally is instance so you can and there and there's every continent has multiple kinds of housing uh, some of it's earned through the game some of it you could buy like there's a big halloween deal where you can buy it with the game credits you can pay cash for you earn over time but oh. those it was like a giant um you know dracula's castle type place with multiple floors and stuff it was like I don't know what it was, 10, 14,000 crowns or something. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of that. And I probably would never need it, but it was sure neat. And you can go test out any of that stuff fully furnished. If you want, you just run around in it. Just, oh, it's just cool stuff like that. Something for everybody to be doing all the time. It just feels good. Let me make sure it's on my wish list. You never know. I may get curious. You've talked about it enough times. And I, I always, I mean, I always think about the game, right? Yeah. So the big thing for MMOs is always like the, getting over the the fear yeah no i get you of like um there's a little trepidation always with like oh i can't play this game for 60 hours and see that's and that's my point is that if it's funny people look at a game like this and then they'll look at a game like skyrim and say well i'll just i have no problem spending 300 hours in skyrim but i can't do that with an mmo i don't have time for that well you just don't think of it as one. It really isn't one. It's, I mean, it is, but this is just another label we've slapped on these things. And it's just not the same. It's hard to explain. But uh, but I've had some magical moments in there, and I'm recommending it to everybody because I really like uh, it. You said it has even leveling. So if I happen to be in there and you're playing, we could play together and not be divided. Oh, 100% we there. can play. Immediately you can play together. There's no nothing okay. holding you back. Even if you, even if we come in on different factions, I think, uh, I think we can still play content together. We just might fight in PvP zones or something. But but like we we would immediately just get in and go. Like if you got in there and started playing and you're like, hey, I'm over in you know Morrowind doing this zone, I'd say, sweet, be there in a minute. And we would play through that stuff and I can play through things I've, uh, I actually I don't I haven't done it, but I assume that if it's even quest lines I've done or finished story stuff, I just do it again with you. I, I don't know. I assume so. But the it's just it's just neat, and it feels so huge that I feel like I barely scratched it. Like the world just so big, and the quest lines are so cool, and even the old stuff from the from the original release. Some of the older quests are just still great because they just take their time. And I could see how some people who just want to skip through text and get going and grind 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 and get to end game i don't think they made that for them i think they made there that all exists here but i don't think they were aiming for that 
Don't, this is that's not their idea here. I think it's really neat. Oh, I think I've seen this Carl Jim. He does he ever look like Carl Jim? Yeah, Sai Sahan. He's awesome. He's a badass wow. mother I mean, scratcher. He's got like a more softer look. His face looks like European, less like a sort of I would say like Egyptian or Arabic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but, a, there's like, he kind of has he's dwarf like dwarf face, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like like fantasy dwarf mm-hmm. face. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apart from that, he's got the beard. He's got golden armor. Yeah. Not a lot of it. <laughs> yep, robes like a little scarf. Yep, he fights Great. real good. Although he's using scimitars and stuff instead of uh, his fists. But yeah, he's he's a he's cool. And the other people, I <laughs> the people in that whole quest line, there's some there's a cat dude that is one of the Khajiit. He's a cat faced dude, and he is just the funniest for you. There's lots of funny stuff. It's just good. <sighs> All right, I'll shut up about it now, but I like right. it. Well, I went to press install. Now, it is 100 meg or 100 gig install. Yeah, mine was busy. Mine was only 80. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. How big is this? I was going to kind of install it and keep it in there on a lark. It's a, there's a free-to-play weekend until December 3rd or something like that going on right now. Uh, yeah, you should check it out. But um, no, my hard disk is super full. I've only got like... I barely have any room left after I install it. Side, Actually, side note, I just put a one gigabyte or one terabyte um, SSD in as an e-drive, like a secondary drive. And man, that thing is great. I, SSD forever. Regular drives oh, can bite, so my, good. bite my yeah, hole. Yeah, they're so good. It's like, what's even the point of living if you can't have an SSD? All right. Uh, final recommendation, a small uh, game called Meteor Fall Crumpet's Tale. And uh, if you've heard Meteor Fall before, it's because there's a mobile game that did really well last year called Meteor Fall, which was this fun little roguelike card, simple card game made for phones. It had this really cool kind of Adventure Time art style to it, although I think it's different enough to not really make the comparison, but it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, it was a fun little, you know, distraction, and they made a really good game with that. I liked it a lot. And um, right thereafter, they started work on this Crumpet's Tale thing, which is a PC-based game. That is uh, a card battler, deck builder, roguelike in the vein of uh, Slay the Spire, but in a very different kind of presentation. And it's very cool so far. I just picked it up. In fact, it struck me as something you'd probably like. What's it called? Crumpet's Bane? Crumpet's Tail. Yeah, <laughs> Crumpet's Bane. You're still thinking about it. Maybe <laughs> that guy in uh, Diablo 4's thing, is his name is Crumpet, and he has a lot of veins. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Crumpet with a K. Anyway, oh, crumpet with a K. Yeah, I yeah. got pictures of crumpets. Yes, K R U M P or say K R U M I T apostrophe S. Uh, it's a uh, very cool, and so far I'm really liking it. I mean, it's very it's a casual roguelike deck builder, unlock stuff kind of game. It's in early access now, and it looks great. And uh, super impressed with it so far. So I'm gonna keep hacking away at that thing uh, when I've got a moment. It's a great thing to have when you're like if i'm on a meeting like a phone meeting i'll play that while i'm on a call and this is i've got the right thing here it's a very like uh japan animation kind of style no it should be it should look more it should say meteor fall crumpets tail right oh meteor fall yeah meteor fall Mm. here i'll send you the name is is not easy to remember Uh, i'll give you that but i'll put it in the thing here that's the exact title whoa it's all cap sorry um oh crumpets tail that sounds like a, it almost looks like a caption for that Santa Claus you sent me. <laughs> it's Crumpet's Crump, <laughs> Tale. Yeah. I mean, he looks, he's a human meteor. Yeah. Oh, this thing. 
I think I've seen a picture or two of it. Wow, it's really animated. Yeah, it's it's great. It looks cool. It's yeah. very good. Very good so Remind, far. It, this isn't a, the behemoth game, is it? No, this is... Reminds me a little bit of like the Castle Crashers kind of... Slothworks is the name. And I think okay. this may be their second game. But they were very... The Meteor Fall for phones was very uh, acclaimed. And then this follow-up uh, has not disappointed so far. I think it's really cool. And it's, you know, like I said, Slay the Spire style kind of ex- approach to game to the game. It's It's very good. But not, you know, it's not Hearthstone. We got to try to get cards and buy them and all that. Uh, we talked about your uh, current obsession with Diablo 3. You're still playing League a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I play, I've been playing League. I mean, a lot of the game, my game time has been like, I got a couple hours. Let me play. One game of League. A MOBA. <laughs> oh. I can get two. In two hours, I can get two or three in, Yeah, actually. Yeah. Some stuff's really changed there. Uh, I haven't seen a single racial epithet um, at all. Wow. Um, there's That's no incredible. chatting between two teams. It's only within your own team now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a some there's party poopers and people who want to surrender, and you but you prove them wrong and end up winning. But um, in terms of toxicity, toxicity is way down in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the game client, like the client itself, just out of the game, is also really beautiful now. Yeah, it does look it's good. It's still the same game, you know, but they they've they've they take some lessons. There's now a minion you can get that does a lane push, just mm-hmm. like heroes and mm-hmm. and um in the late game, you actually get a you don't get mounts, but you get a speed boost if you die and you got to come back from the fountain, you can just like turbo charge out of the thing. Um that's so good. Yeah, it's, it's it's still a slow game, but it's fun. You're liking it. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little break from heroes. I don't know. Heroes, I'm kind of heartbroken about here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, even yeah, even with the Deathwing announcement, it's just I'm I'm having a hard time. I don't know. I just feel like they got this. The BlizzCon was proof to me where where that thing's at for them. They put it in that arcade alongside such modern hits as the Lost Vikings and Rock and Roll Racing, and called it an arcade game. And other than yes, we got a mention of Deathwing. It was just rehash of the news that came the week before. Like they just aren't. It's clear they're not going to pr- prioritize it. And I mean, it's just we know how they treat the other games in the classic folder, which is you know they get a patch every couple of years, and it's just balance basically. Yeah. Now I think they are still selling hero stuff, but they're not. I think it's important, like. The reason people hang out and play basketball at a local court is because they watch basketball on TV and it's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Nobody hangs out and plays racquetball like casually. Like it's a thing you have to get into or even all, you know what I mean? Like it, there's just some stuff that's way more universal and bigger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it just makes me sad because we could have been, it could have been so great. Yeah. Oh, well. We could have been so, heroes. So a part of me likes to play league because I think heroes. Same reason why all those pro streamers they you know paid to come over and and praise the game. They all liked Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. but they went back to the game that was the it game. And even as I I would call myself a casual player, I feel way better playing a game that's relevant, mm-hmm. a sport game that's relevant than a sport game that is not relevant. Unfortunately, as good as it is, yeah, that's a hard thing to say. And I know. 
there might even be people who <laughs> you know work at blizzard who may be listening to the show <laughs> you know it's kind of I, i'm sensitive to the fact that saying those things is like a, a hurtful thing to hear and it makes me sad but but I feel like if you're making a sports game, then you're also making a case to the public that your sports game is worth people's playing, mm-hmm. time playing. Unlike an MMO, which you can be like Warframe or, or Elder Scrolls Online, and you don't have to have any views on Twitch and still have a huge audience and huge production value and great game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So that's that's why I'm playing League because it's more val- it's 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 more worth my time to practice that game than the other one, and that's sad because I like heroes. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I don't know. It's not that I've. I just need a moment. The BlizzCon bummed me out about that. I was yeah. I was feeling pretty charged on it prior to the event. To be honest, I was like, ah, yeah, heroes, man. Look at that. They're getting a dragon again. Wonder how that'll be implemented. What else will they do at BlizzCon? Nothing. They didn't do anything. Like it got really relegated, and I'm. I'm just still dealing with that, I think. So. I don't think the Deathwing thing was even um, a knee-jerk response to Blitzchung stuff, like that whole issue beforehand, right? The, like, oh, right. I think they, yeah. I think they, it was planned that way from the onset. Mm-hmm. Was that, was that you know, heroes will be announced outside of it as like a appetizer. Mm-hmm. I think that was always the plan. That's my impression, anyways. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to find a good link to send you, but. You can probably find it as easy as I could, but I was trying to find the other thing that's fun to get stoked about ESO is their their cinematic trailers are always very good, and they do one for every expansion. <laughs> good God, you like that game? I really do. Um, but you know, how I love. It's time to talk about what I'm playing, Scott. <laughs> I know, but you know how you know how I like Blizzard. Like Blizzard cinematics are the greatest in the industry. There's no question. These are pretty good, yeah. though. Pretty good. Where's the link? Um, here I'll give you this one. I think it's they have a cheese ball top of the. At the top, they have like a buy gold here thing, but you can ignore it and just skip it. And then they show them all in succession, like all of the ones they've ever done, so you can see it all in one place, and it's right there. So you can watch that after the show. Um, all right, uh, Overwatch 2? Or no, 1, but also is what yeah. I meant to say. Overwatch also? Yeah, I'm trying to, on the same token, on the same wavelength as, hey, I need to play you know, League over Heroes because it's a relevant game, I think Overwatch is still a pretty relevant game, and I've been ignoring it a lot in favor of Heroes. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> An ad played, and it just blew my ears that way. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, Overwatch is also a game I've been interested in, but that I've given short shrift to just because I've had other priorities. So I'm yeah. like, no, I need to start playing Overwatch again. And um, that game's really good and addictive if you log in and start letting it sink your teeth into you. Yeah. I really like Overwatch. It's great. And Overwatch is great. Yeah. And I know Diablo 4 took up a lot of the space in there, but I'm actually, I thought the zero hour trailer was pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. And and it, it made me sad that Jeff was so melancholy. <laughs> he's, he's like, I hate leaks. <laughs> we don't know if it's two or an expansion. You guys suck. Yeah. But like, um, but like the, Honestly, I'm just like I'm happy to see them develop the characters more, make it more of a thing, and and I think it's almost a shame that Diablo Four overshadowed what Overwatch is going to be. But I imagine we'll get more news next year about Overwatch, and they'll have their time in the sun. Yeah, because that game is really good. There's a lot of potential there, and the characters. There's a lot to like there. I just had my allegiances with Heroes and my time with Heroes, but I'm kind of planning on spending more time playing Overwatch and, and League. Uh, 
you know, sort of the future. Well, let's play. I w- I'd love to play more of both those things with you. So we'll have to we'll have to do that and stream some and all that. That'd be fun. Uh, well, excellent. There's our there's our take on what we've been playing this week. Now this. That's a good question. Got a quick email to play. It's actually a call, so that's why I have to play it. Uh, this person called in and said the following in 44 seconds. Hey, Scott, John, and Bo. After listening to last week's episode, I felt exactly how Bo is feeling when it comes to Heroes of the Storm. I don't want to believe it is a dead game, but it is hard to want to keep putting investment in when I don't feel like Blizzard has a strong future commitment to the game. So I tried playing League of Legends for the first time. Like Scott pointed out, I was kind of put off by the last hit system at first, but it has now started to become a fun minigame. I was also worried about the toxic community League has been known for. However, when I tell my team I'm new, they're very receptive to helping me learn the game. It has been a welcome surprise. I'm curious if Scott or John have dabbled in other MOBAs lately, and would love to hear their experiences. Here's to hoping for a League of Legends podcast from the Frog Pants Network. <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know about that last part. I don't have time. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I don't know about the last part, but maybe. Maybe. It, maybe. If Bo, uh, if I can Bo's, do it. If Bo spearhe- <laughs> spearheaded that thing, we would we would run it. I think I. How hilarious would it be though if we did a League of Legends podcast like next week, and then all of a sudden the Patreon's like ten million dollars. <laughs> we have a Kickstarter that's fifty million. <laughs> like, I mean, we could. oh, <laughs> we, it would be it would be interesting. This is right? why people do League of Legends content. We're rich. I don't know that there's. Too, I mean, that's the thing though with League of Legends. I don't know of too many shows that really are. Um, I used to listen to some b- back in the day. Yeah, there's one Trinity Force. It had like six people on it, and it was very. Uh, I don't know if this gets around it. I don't know if I want to put that energy out there, but it's amateurish. Yeah. But the players were good, and they talk, and sure, they had a very diverse set, and they talk about the game. You know, sports games again, sports video games. There's that kind of content that's like all about how do we get better at the game? What's mm-hmm. the thing to do? What's mm-hmm. the thing to do? And and there's an audience for that kind of content, and sure. I think because. Um, they keep changing up the meta every season. There are reasons to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah, you know? yeah. I agree. Yeah. That seems cool. I um, I don't know. Who knows what the whole future holds? Maybe we'll all just get so hooked on it. I think John would be the most I, resistant I to such ideas. I think John's like, he's got a built-in hatred for that stuff, even though I don't know that he's really given it the time of day. But um, it's possible. Well, it it was nice to hear that the listener sort of just confirmed everything I said because I didn't hear that mail before. And he literally is just like, yeah, it's not toxic, which is true. When you say you're new, people are like, oh, cool. Um, they have done, so it is yeah. a better experience now. Yeah, and that, that is funny. I didn't plan for that call to be that way either, but he kind of did confirm everything you were saying. Um, it's an old-ass game, and yeah. I played are- I played a bit a few months ago and enjoyed it. Um I'm actually really excited about their mobile thing uh, and the console thing they're making. What's it called? I forgot. Wild. Oh, shoot. Runeterra? No. Legends of no, no, no. It's oh, the, it's Wild Nexus. Wild, or Wild, or, Wild, Rift. Wild Rift. That's it. Yeah. So basically just yeah. like a shorter game console-ified experience. Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds interesting because I like that stuff on the go. I played a lot of their Tencent version of this game that way, which is basically League. Um, Arena but, of Valor. Yeah, I'm into. I'm into. You know, I'm into stuff. I'll play. I'll play a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. I I need to. I, I I need if hero heroes needs the heroes team needs to tell me what to expect. <laughs> like I, I I feel like they're well yeah there's there's no roadmap right and that's yeah yeah 
Roadmaps yeah. matter. Then, that stuff matters to me. Roadmaps matter. Uh, you know, aiming for number one spot matters. And like as talented as they are putting like the awesome heroes. Like, I think we expect heroes. They mm-hmm. might get a map. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all I can guess at in some seasonal events with cool skins. Yeah. They, they have that part of the recipe, but part of the sports recipe is buzz. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we saw that with Apex Legends. We see with Fortnite. Sports games live and die on buzz. And if you're killing the buzz, no one's going to want to get high with you. I don't know if that's an analogy, is, but <laughs> it's you're killing the buzz, man. And <laughs> it's because I would say, like, I would argue playing five players, like with you, John, Kyle, and Kristen, it's I'm sure it's more fun to play heroes as a five group than to play league because oh, league yeah. is very silo. Like, right. What are you doing in top lane? You're losing the game for us up there. Come yeah. help me. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's how that, you know, you're just expected to be good at your role and it's not cooperative like that. Right. Whereas heroes very much like oh, I'm having an off day. Oh, don't worry. We'll carry you. And you know, like it's just easier to, to work together and have fun. That's because that. heroes of the storm is a genuinely great game. I sometimes wonder if it they, is. if blizzard wouldn't have had a better time, if they would have been less hypey about it. Because their Blizzard, had they just rolled this out and said, hey, by the way, look at this thing we've been working on. Let's say it was even a couple years later. They'd had time to add more heroes or whatever. And we didn't have all the lead up. We didn't have all of the posturing of, and now Blizzard's turn to take over the MOBA world. Like, if we didn't have that, then it may have actually had that. Do you know what I mean? I think I think Riot figured out what, what Blizzard did wrong, ultimately. What's with that? Wild Rift. What's that? See, the problem with League is that it's built for professional play. Yeah. And if you're a casual play, you play the professional game. Right. And there's some, you know, fun for fun modes. Heroes went with the whole, let's make the game better for casual play and didn't make the esports exciting to watch. Ultimately, that's what happened, right? Because if, if everyone looks at your game and says, well, it's a casual game, which is what people said, right or wrong, that's the criticism. It doesn't hold a torch to Dota 2 or league because the mechanics are easier they only made that version of the game and riot's looking at it going like oh yeah i guess we have casual players who'd like an easier experience so we can still cater to the to the tryhards and also the x heroes of the storm players can come play in wild rift like that's that's sort of the that's sort of the disconnect that was there is that the heroes did innovate on mobas and make it way more accessible and team oriented but they didn't focus on okay. But what's hard mode look like? Mm-hmm. What's because that's why we watch TV. I mean, we watch basketball players because we cannot play like them, and it's impressive to watch what they do. Right. But if you're watching heroes and you're like, "Well, I didn't do that in my bronze league games, like no big <laughs> deal," then you don't. It's like not exciting. That's just facts, right? Like it's right. not exciting. But when you watch like Faker or Doublelift playing in the east like the top esports you're like oh my god he's keeping up his cs which is the last hit count and this team's got a consistent gold advantage and they're always dominating and always winning look at what they're doing and you never see that in any of your games ever like it's this mythological place that they have because they train Mm -hmm. and that's what's ultimately missing i think just from the heroes formula yeah and and i know blizzard could do it if they wanted to but I think they're a company that's in flux because they have a lot of different properties and Riot is just League. 
it's still just league. It's still just league. Those announcements mean nothing until they happen. Their butter is their bread is buttered by league money. Yeah. Um. So that's where all that attention goes to, and they know it better than Blizzard does because they're focused on that one game. Yeah. But Heroes is kind of like, well, we should make a new WoW expansion, and Overwatch needs to be in esports. Plus, that was my big impression with BlizzCon was like all these stuff happening at the same time is such a disservice to all of the franchises. Yeah have their championships all basically at the same time that's i still think that's a problem if they really wanted to be serious about esports that they have to fix yeah so. it's a it's a yeah it'll be interesting but to see the they don't have is. they don't have to they don't have to be the premier esport player they can just be that they can i've come to the understanding that blizzard's going to do what they're comfortable doing and the problem is me and my expectations i want them to do what riot's doing yeah but that's like i want you know uh an egg to shit money for me like that just doesn't happen <laughs> you need to stop wishing for this egg to shit money for me right and then i'm happy i love so. that you went with an egg shitting money and not a chicken <laughs> that would shit money <laughs> or money eggs or whatever i yeah, like that I guess, yeah i i just uh i i i mm, i i agree with everything you said and i actually think that diablo 4 is a sign of them doing that with that franchise funny enough yeah, that's them yeah. saying, you know what? We own this one. So try it all you might. You may have your path of exiles here and there that do pretty good. And you got to, you know, occasionally a torch lights pretty cool. And you have some contenders, but we are Diablo and we are going to go hard into this next one. And it's going to be great They're going after path of exile like that. This whole weekend is like path of exile. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, it, see in a couple of years, you won't even remember what that the name of that game. I is. mean, it's not some. It's like they're going after, it, but they're not really. They're almost like they're going. They're just going so back into their own playbook that it automatically is making Path of Exile and some of its players go. Ugh. Like I, some of the worst trolling I got this last week was from Poe players. Man, those guys are cranky at me for even suggesting that Diablo Four looks good. Uh, they're they're on the path, so. Literally. Well, so. the problem I played Path of Exile. I don't know how deep you have to go into that community, but there's a general chat when you play, which mm-hmm. is cool. I kind of like they do funny memes and people get banned, and it's kind of humorous to watch that general chat go by. Yeah. Um. You know, it's trolly and everything, but they it's a big, it, it's a big D three hating circle jerk in there. Oh yeah, but no, like, that, they an, just you know, it's like it's just like incel central <laughs> in there it's with with like freaking. D three man, it's like it's been eight years. Yeah, you have Path of Exile. Like, shut up for what? Like, you have your game. Quit, com- quit. You've been complaining for like eight years. <laughs> like, who cares? There you is know, so there is a bit of that. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's a cool game. I like Path. I think it's. I think it's great. I yeah, just, yeah so I don't think it's a reflection on the game. I mean, I don't know how. I'm sure their developers feel like they did it. They're doing it better than Blizzard, but well, sometimes, uh, sometimes it, community. That's the. Yeah. When you say you, you get the chat room you deserve kind of thing. Yeah. It's a tall like, it, That game is based on is, is I think that game, like one of the soul stones of that game, one of the prime evils is just the hatred, the Lord of Hatred of Diablo three. Yeah. Um so yeah. Right, that's fair. Um oh you gotta watch these trailers. Okay, I gotta close it. Uh all right. Uh there's that. There's your thing. That's it. Oh, we did a long That's one. A show, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did a long one today. Look at that. Look two at hours, that. roughly. Two hours. And I thought we were going to do a short one because John's not here. <laughs> I did, too. Hold on. How long did we do? I can tell you. We did two hours, 16 minutes. Woo. That's a, that's a beast. 
Uh, plenty of content you for guys, you to I hope, enjoy. <laughs> I, I, I hope you guys appreciate uh, this episode. We put a lot of work into it. Yeah, or something. Um, also, uh, I was going to say, uh, everybody who watched live, thank you guys for hanging out so long. Jeez, it's been, uh, been fun having you here, although we lost about 20 of them over time, but it's fine. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, let us know what you think. John will be back next week. Should be. Should be fine. He's just uh, convalescing. Got a little illness going on. A couple of my co-hosts this week are down sick, which is kind of a bummer. Um, <laughs> what do they say? Only one and a half hours of Scott uh, excited. Uh, let's see. Extolling Elder Scrolls. Oh, come on. It wasn't that long. It's probably 20 minutes. No, it wasn't an hour and a half. It was, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to let your passion out. So what? So what? Like, you know, one of the great things about the two-man show versus the three-man show is you get a little more time to go deep on that thing you're passionate about if you're really really feeling passionate. Yeah, that is absolutely true, and that's how it felt tonight. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. Thank you all for being here and being a part of it. We liked having you here. Don't forget, you can find all of our old episodes and everything we do over at frogpants.com slash core c-o-r-e and if you're up for it we'd love your support at our patreon patreon.com slash core show it's what makes the show happen there are great rewards and cool stuff to get by simply heading on over to patreon.com slash core show and to those who already do our huge and unending thanks goes to you we really really appreciate it you can find us all on twitter core pod john underscore jagger i'm at scott johnson bows at bow schwartz that is going to do it for us For me, for Bo, for John, who isn't here, but will be next time. We'll see you next time. (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. China! From the people who brought you the morning stream and Coverville. I gotta go lick my butt for two hours. Talk to you later, meow. (laughs) It started with Krull back in 2009. There's a giant turd in space. That's what we're greeted with. This is Filmzack. Starring Scott Johnson. Bram Stoker is having a Bram Stroker. <laughs> Get it? Brian Dunaway. You would do anything for my movie, but you won't do that right, right. Yeah, I got it. Very funny. <laughs> Mr. Loaf. Mr. That Loaf. Now? Brian Emmett. Listen, you son of a bitch. I don't know what this filming sack is, but you're going to have to step up your game if you're wanting to sack me. And Randy Deluxe Jordan. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was the last man on earth no true story <laughs> also featuring the wickedly talented mr scott fletcher or mrs cott fletcher <laughs> that shit never gets old <laughs> this team of four cohorts dig deep down in the films that really matter like retrograde and minority report and no there's nothing goddamn symbolic about the water brian it's just goddamn water jeez Catch Film Sack every week on the Frog Pants Network. Oh, and I almost forgot. Congrats on making it 10 years with this shit. Real accomplishment, fellas. Here's to 10 more.